Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number 62. In this episode, the moms are joined by Blair Lee, homeschool mom and author of Real Science Odyssey Biology 2 and Chemistry 1 from Pandia Press as they talk about secular science resources. <laughs> mom, where's my math book? Honey, where's my glasses? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And And we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So we'd like to start this episode by thanking Pendaya Press. Yay! Yay! They are our special sponsor for this episode, and we are doing a giveaway for one Pendaya Press Real Science Odyssey ebook, except for Biology 2. So listen later on in the show for all the details on that. Yeah! Awesome! Woo-hoo! So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit chat? 30 minutes, 54 seconds. So, Becky, what have you been up to these last two and a half or so months? Yeah, like two and a half months since we last recorded. And, um,. <laughs> The biggest thing that's been going on is I got a car. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) You guys might remember back in September, my car got totaled when um, a person slammed into the back of my parked van. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. And um, we had no car. Well, we had one car um, for quite a while, which is, I know, I don't know how homeschool families do it with just one car. Yeah, it's, seriously. I have a great deal of respect for people who can do that because especially anyone who has a really non-traditional schedule like we do, um, because I can't just drive my husband to work and then pick him up because he gets off at like two o'clock in the morning. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's rough. Um, uh, I, but I do have a new car now. I have a 2002 PT cruiser. Yes. Uh, limited edition. Her name is Wednesday and <laughs> oh, cute. Like, like Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Cause <laughs> yeah. she's that, she's that really dark gunmetal gray. Uh-huh. I absolutely love my car. Like oh. I used to, I used to leave my car a disaster. Now every single little thing is picked up and put in the garbage before we get out of the car. It's amazing. <laughs> See how long that lasts, right? <laughs> right. Well, hopefully. <laughs> um, let's see. Also, we've settled down into our new charter school. I was discussing in the last episode that we were getting ready to transfer over to Summit Academy. Mm-hmm. And um, we're getting settled in there. And it's been really amazing to be able to get some things to support their ki- the kids in their individual areas of interest. Like I was able to get some ja- Jack some really awesome building um uh, sets mm-hmm. and um, I got him some electronic sets and then Danielle I've, I've been able to get her some really amazing art supplies and things things that I wouldn't have able, ever been able to get on my own right. um, and it's been a lot of fun to be able to do that you should explain why you're able to get those things what's different oh yes Summit Academy unlike ERCLC they don't pr- provide enrichment classes they provide funding so that you can use it to, pr- to purchase um classes and things out in the community. So um, yes. I've been able to place orders with Timberdoodle and ETA Hand to Mind and Home Science Tools and all sorts of just amazing, amazing companies. And in addition, the kids started martial arts classes today, which was kind of neat. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that's that working out pretty well um, as far as uh, being able to get some really neat stuff is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, we've started using Prodigy for math. And I know you guys are using Prodigy too, aren't you? Yes, here and there. We've been using it every day. Um, mm. The kids do 
the kids do at least 30 minutes a day and sometimes they want to do longer. It's kind of awesome. It's like a questing game where the kids go and solve math problems to battle other players and NPCs and they can collect little pets like Pokemon and they level up and they go on quests and, um, and all of it requires them to do math. And it's been working out really well. Um, there's been a few issues with um, like Jack, when he'll type in his answers, sometimes he gets some extra spaces in there and it'll mark answers wrong that are really oh, right. Right. But um, other than that, it's been, it's been going really well and they're really still enjoying it. I went ahead and purchased the paid uh, membership, not just the free membership. Um, yeah. Mostly because I was able to get in with um, ho- a homeschool buyers group that the I co-op? should put the link to that. The co- oh, I did it with Meg. Is that, is she's the, is she Oh, the she's got a separate one. Not the yeah, she has her own. Club. She's got her own. Yeah. Yeah. I, apologies, Meg, because I know you're listening to this episode and I cannot <laughs> remember the name, but I promise you I will put the link in the show notes just in case you decide to do Prodigy again. <laughs> I usually don't talk to individual listeners like that, but I know she's going to be listening. So I will go look and see <laughs> if I can find it. Thank you. And if you could grab the link for me, that would be yes, fantastic. Yes, I will do that. Um, while she's doing that, I survived my fifth annual ro- or my fifth rogue festival. <laughs> Yay! It was actually the fifteenth annual rogue festival this year, um, but it's only my fifth year with them. I had an amazing time. Cannot wait to do it again next year. Um, I the rogue festival for those of you who don't know um, is a the an independent arts and music festival that goes on here in the Tower District every year in the spring, and I am um, a part of their hardcore group. I take care of their website and their social media and all of like their online stuff and I absolutely love it and Mm. I had a great time and once again I got my brain back partially used but it's good (laughs) (laughs) um oh I know uh Jack was reading Charlotte's Web and as part of moving beyond the page which is a a curriculum you've heard me talk about before we made baby uh spiders to represent charlotte's babies going out into the world oh, and yeah. we mailed we mailed out six of them to friends around the country and they're currently on adventures with the friends and then they're going to return via email with notes about what they've been doing um it's been so much fun um having friends send pictures of what the spiders are doing like the groom's family um that's meg she uh, and her family took the spider to um, some redwood trees and to a neat class and it's it's been really fun to find out what all our little spiders are doing and i sent some to some rogue festival friends um, performers that were here in fresno and then went back to their homes and um, i can't wait to get all of them back and find out what they've been doing oh cute Yes. Found um, it. Homeschoolgroupbuys.com. Thank you. Homeschoolgroupbuys.com. <laughs> I went ahead and just messaged her because it was a lot faster than me digging around trying to find it. <laughs> Excellent. Thank I know you, she's always on. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of being able to get really neat things for my kids, I wanted to tell you guys about this stuff I got. It's called Thinking Putty. Have you heard of this? Uh, I think you've mentioned it to me, uh, either on the show or to me before. It sounds familiar. Thinking putty is this amazing stuff. They can they can mush it and press it. It's like um, silly putty, but not exactly. It's it looks way cooler. Jack has some that looks like lava, and Danielle's is like scarab beetle colors. And um, it gives them something to do with their hands while while I read. 
especially for Jack. He definitely needs something to be doing. Danny often draws while she's while I'm reading, but Jack really needs something to do with his hands while I read um, to keep himself like facing the right direction and, and paying attention. <laughs> and um, now we've had it for probably a month now. And I have to say, I don't think it gets filthy like those other putties do. Oh, nice. Because he's probably He's dropped it on the floor a few times and everything, and I have yet to get grossed out by finding a cat hair in it. So uh, <laughs> I hate that too. Well, just, more I hate uh, human hairs in it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's all gross. <laughs> so um, thinking putty, it's it comes in a whole bunch of different colors. They even have clear thinking putty, which is bizarre to me. But and um, I highly recommend it if you have one of those kids that need something to do with their hands while still being able to pay attention to what you're reading or doing. Yeah. Um, on the subject of really awesome things I found recently, um, I have tried everything on the planet to keep my headphones in or on while I've been working. <laughs> and I finally found something that keeps them in even while I load the dishwasher. That is the <laughs> holy grail of keeping headphones in. For me, yeah, at least. Right? I'm sure joggers would say jogging is or runners would say running is. But yeah. as I'm neither one of those things, loading <laughs> the dishwasher. So <laughs> I found these things. They're called ear hooks. And right now they only have them for the iPhone uh, the new iPhone headphones. They don't have them for any others yet. Um, but they're these little rubbery things that go just over the, the top of you. And it fits really gently inside your ear. And they don't fall out. They stay in and they're not popping out all over the place. And I'm trying to listen to my book. And I love them. Oh. So I am putting a link to ear hooks. They're currently available through Amazon. And... Cool. Uh, and they're supposed to be coming out with ear hooks for other um, headphones too. Um, but like I yeah, said, I looked right at now, the pictures; those are really interesting. I was like, "What the heck?" I could not picture them when I saw what you were describing. I was like, "What?" But I went yeah, and looked at the look pictures. I was like, "That's really cool." And they come in two different sizes, so like um, in the same package, so you can try and like play around and see which size works better for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they come in a bunch of different colors and stuff. They're they're pretty awesome. Neat. Uh, and finally. I figured out how to use my sewing machine. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. And, and like I taught myself, like um, I, I went to uh, a local store we have called Craftopia. Um, and the woman who works there, Kristen, is awesome. Love her to death. <laughs> and um, she had these really cute little bags that were yarn bags, like so you could carry your yarn project or carry the yarn in the bag while you were working on your project. And um, she had made it out of this really adorable zombie apocalypse Um which doesn't sound adorable, but I promise it is on the apocalypse fabric. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to make that purse. And um, so she had the fabric right there and she let me take a picture of the purse. And I came home and I took out some of the kids' big paper and I drew the purse and I cut it out and I cut it out of the fabric, cut a liner out and everything and sewed it together and made a purse. Whoa. <laughs> oh, because, you know, I can't just start small. I have to start yeah, making course. a purse from basically a photograph. Yeah. And and um, I, so I've also made some headbands and um, I'm making some hair ties here soon. I got some really cute TARDIS fabric. I'm going to make some, um, the like my supernatural hairband that I wear sometimes. I'm going to make some um, Doctor Who ones like that. Cool. So I am super excited about learning how to use my sewing machine and, mm. and being able, I know it seems silly, like at my age, I should know how to sew, but I, <laughs> I didn't. And I'd had a sewing machine forever, but every time I took it out, I'd get swamped with children. So oh, sure. It, it's hard to teach yourself to do something when the kids are like, um, what's this? And they're pulling yeah. your bobbin out and everything. Yeah. <laughs> they're finally old enough now that I they know, do right? own while I do my own projects. You know, that's so funny because I actually did my sewing 
on the sewing machine when Maven was a toddler, and then after that I stopped. And actually, it was actually my dad's sewing machine, and I gave it back later and never used it again. I haven't used it since she was a toddler, and I just don't have time now. You should get out. I know. I gave it back to my dad. I need to get it back from him. I just honestly, I just don't have time right now. I, I at some point I will do it again because I had, I had a lot of fun. I, I used to make her capes and uh, like dress. Oh, up. I remember those. Yeah, and the and wings. I made butterfly wings for her and ladybug yes. wings and yeah, I had a lot of fun. I even sold some of them on eBay at one point. But, I remember. Uh, yeah, they were fun and headbands and like like crowns and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah I stopped doing that and. There's something really rewarding about making something. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And like yeah. being able to hold it in your hands and go, I made this, you know, oh, I, totally. I really, I enjoy that. At this point, so much time has gone by that I, uh, I'll probably just have to start from scratch to relearn it all. <laughs> right. Right. But it's not that hard. I have to say. I, yeah. I, I no, it it'll come back. Way. It's probably like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what have you guys been up to? Oh, well, let's see. Um, well, we, um, I don't think we've announced on the show, have we, that we found out that Fresno so. Satellite of ERCLC, which is our our homeschool charter, is closing down. We found that out in December. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on our last episode, probably because we were still reeling from it. Yeah. Um, so because of that, so much has happened in my life because I started going into fix it mode quickly with a bunch of uh, other families from the school. Um, because what that means for those of you who are not privy to how our lives here work, as far as um, the set of this uh, program is the main campus is in Visalia, which is an hour away. And um, having a Fresno campus was fantastic because we didn't have to drive so far anymore. Although the older kids had to still be taken down there Um but uh, for a while, for four years, we had this fantastic campus here in town where we only had to drive 10 minutes to get to. And they've decided to shut it down, which is heartbreaking and infuriating and uh, devastating. Yeah. Um, so we immediately started going into, uh, first of all, tr- fighting it didn't work. We, we fought tooth and nail, couldn't change their minds. So then we went into let's make our own program. So now we're in this let's make our own program. What's it going to be? Are we doing a charter? Are we doing a co-op? What are we doing? And we're still figuring that out. So a whole lot of my time in chunks, not not constantly, but in chunks here and there has been, we got to get people organized. We're going to do a charter. We're going to do, we're going to get teachers together. We're going to do that. Uh, anyway, so there's lots going on with that. And as time goes on, I will update you guys as to what's happening. But um, there's definitely um, a charter in the works and, um, I'm not as actively involved in that as another group of people, but I am fully supporting it and I will definitely be plugging into it. And um, if if it actually happens, because that always remains to be seen where it goes, <laughs> where, where plans go, big plans like that, you know, it always remains to be seen. Um, but I have high hopes because we have a lot of people around us right now that, I mean, we don't want our program, we don't want our community to die. So um, we have a very strong community. We had about, I think, 65 kids at this campus. Um, I don't know how many families that encompasses, but, um, and we're a very tight knit fam- uh, community. And so we want to keep the community alive and, and active. So we're trying to figure out how to keep that going. So, uh, right. and I have taken on the duty of doing something for the, for the junior high and high schoolers. So what that's going to be remains to be seen. <laughs> I have lots of ideas and I'm not sure exactly what is going to actually end up 
coming to fruition. Um, so we'll have to, there's so many things going on right now. But anyway, that's taking up a lot of my brain power right now as I try to figure right. that out and scramble to figure out what am I going to do with my kids for next semester. But um, they are keeping the satellite open for one more semester. They agreed to give us one more semester so that we can figure out what to do. So we do have through December. So that's one thing. So many families like Becky's family decided to move on, um, which I completely understand. But I had, remember I had totally you were decided going to, anyway. to move on yeah. before the whole closure. You did. Thing. I that's don't, right. So yeah. it wasn't really relevant entirely. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but there are other families that are that are moving on already. So, um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's been a really huge deal, and it's been devastating <laughs> to say the least. That, that is a, it. Is a huge deal. I mean, yeah, that campus was amazing and a gift, and and it's sad that it's that they decided to let it go away. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, anyway, so that was a very gigantic thing that, um, that, that is taking up a lot of our time. Um, and then, let's see, one thing that was a huge thing in my life since the last time we spoke was, um, I dodged a bullet with jury duty, oh my goodness, that was stressful, managed to get out of that, thankfully, but, uh, I, uh, I got up there. I actually got all the way to the point where I had to go talk to the judge. <laughs> I actually got into, <gasps> oh my into the courtroom. <laughs> Did I, I didn't tell you about this? No, I've never, ever gotten that far, ever. I've never yeah. gotten out of the big wooden room. Yeah, no, I got called into the jury, into the, into the courtroom and for the first, first call into the courtroom where they were, they were just uh, interviewing people and where they had everybody stand up and, and say if they had a reason why they would like out of it. And everybody uh -huh. stood up and said, you know, that they had to work, they had, they couldn't afford to be out of work and that their, that their employer wouldn't pay them. And like, like 10 or 15 people said the same thing. They had to work. They didn't have anybody, um, uh, to, uh, I mean, they didn't have any, um, income. They wouldn't have any yeah. income from it and their employer wouldn't pay them. And that was the last person to go. And I wasn't going to say anything because I was like, he's not going to, because I had heard, I had heard from local moms and I heard from moms all over the internet that they don't care if you're a homeschool mom. They just don't care. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to tell him because the worst thing he says is I don't care. And then I move on and then we'll figure it out. So I stood up and I go, I have a different story. Um, I'm a homeschool mom. And if I'm here, because this was a, this was going to be a trial for three weeks. Oh and yeah. And I said, if I'm here for three weeks, my kids are off school for three weeks. Cause I don't have a substitute teacher. <laughs> and he's like, well, they'd like that, wouldn't they? <laughs> like, did he really? He did. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, they really would. Immediately, I felt a rapport with him. And I was like, yeah, they really would. But that's the problem. <laughs> 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 and he goes, well, do homeschool kids get summer vacation? And I go, yeah, they do. Or mine do. <laughs> I didn't say that. But yeah, mine do. And um, he goes, well, how about you go down and you reschedule for summer for your summer vacation? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice way to go fresno judge yes so he let me reschedule which is really good because i had already rescheduled it twice <laughs> so um he let they let me schedule reschedule it again because i had rescheduled it kept happening on days when i couldn't go down and uh, oh god it was just a nightmare but yeah yeah he let me reschedule for june so i scheduled it during a week when my husband planned ahead and he has now taken the whole week off and it's oh, during summer break and so it's gonna work out fine so 
I feel much less stressed. <laughs> Yay. But yeah, that's what uh what I figured out that what to do for jury duty is plan it at a time when your kids can be on break and you have somebody that can take care of them. Because <laughs> from what I have heard, at least in California, they don't care if you're a homeschooler. So yeah. anyway, uh, so that was, whew, God, I was about to have a panic attack over that whole thing. That was, I was seriously like ill over the whole thing. But um, anyway, uh, and I was so, and then shortly after that, I ended up actually getting sick and I had an asthma cough that was so bad for over a month. I was coughing my lungs up, like seriously coughing so bad, gogging, gagging for for a long time and could not get any help for that. Luckily, it finally cleared up when the air, when we finally got some rain. So apparently it was definitely related to the weather. <laughs> the air. Yeah, I'm guessing it was related to the air. And apparently there was a lot of people with lots of allergy issues around yep. the same time. Um, and then when we had, there, I just remembered that there was a rainstorm and my lungs started to clear. And it had been like a month straight where I could not stop coughing. I had this tickle and I have, I'm in between doctors right now because our, my doctor decided to move back to Ethiopia. <laughs> so um, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so I didn't have, and my inhaler stopped working. So yeah, um, I'm actually uh, got a new doctor now, thankfully. But Oh, and then I went into urgent care and they prescribed me a $200 inhaler, which of course I can't afford. <laughs> Who can afford a $200 inhaler? So yeah, that was pretty stressful. Anyway, and... Um, so luckily I got past that, although it does seem to be creeping back up on me again, but at least now I finally have a doctor I can go talk to. <laughs> mm. I was waiting. I had made an appointment, but it took, it took like a month to be able to get in to see the new doctor. So anyway, uh, let's see. I started doing crock pot cooking. That was, that, that was, that's turning out to be, I got off of it again in the last couple of weeks, but I'm getting back on it again because it was so fun and so cool. I'm definitely going to be doing it again because that was so highly successful. So I'm going to, I'm trying to do it like every day during the week as, as much as I can. So um, if I can get my act together and start planning it out again, it was highly successful. So I love crockpot cooking so much so that I joined a Facebook group um, that has <laughs> thousands of people on it and, um, and like talking crockpot. These people are obsessed with crockpot cooking. It's amazing. There, there are people on there that have like four and five crockpots <laughs> that like, like they do all of their, like every dish. <laughs> oh my goodness. Crock pot. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's pretty cool though. I've learned a lot. Let's see. Oh, and Maven is designing a um, a new logo for Noodle Homeschool for me. And um, that is really cool. She's gotten so far with Illustrator and her graphic design that she's actually designing a new logo for me. It's nice. I am, and I'm re totally revamping my Noodle Homeschool um, online classes. Um, for those of you new to us, that's at homeschoolrealm.com forward slash noodle. Um, I have Amazing Race classes on there right now. Eventually, I will have other classes on there as well. But um, the Amazing Race classes are at homeschoolrealm.com forward slash Amazing Race. Um, but it can also be found at that slash noodle section. Um, but uh, I'll eventually have tons of other stuff on there. It's just a matter of finding time. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do season 28, and I still plan to. I just have been completely revamping my Amazing Race courses so um i have not gotten a chance to get season 28 which is underway right now the this the the um show is actually going on right now but um i have some really cool uh changes that i have done to the um 
class and it's taking a lot longer than I expected to re- to do all these improvements. So I'm um, just keep chipping away at it. And in the meantime, while I was working on that, I revamped my country report, um, added a bunch of pages and uh, put it up, put the new and improved version up for sale on homeschool realm. So if you want to check that out, you can see my, my shop up, up there on homeschoolrealm.com. Um, it's $4 and it's uh, got a few more pages and I completely revamped the whole thing, put new fonts on it and added some new questions and took some old ones out that I decided were kind of dumb. So, well, they weren't dumb. They were good, but I was just like, ah, I don't want to do that one anymore. I think I'm going to do so. And I, I revamped it so that it would go along better with my Noodle Homeschool Realm intro lessons that I have for each country. But they stand alone. You could just use the country report in, just by itself if you wanted to have your kid do a a report on a country. So that's I, the original one is still free up on my, on my site. And then the new and improved one is just four bucks. So that was very, I was very proud of, uh, of my improvements on that. So I decided to, and added and added enough pages where I think I added three or four new pages. So I decided to make that one for sale and still have the other one for free. So you can see the free one and say, hey, this is pretty cool. I think I'll buy the new one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I'm hoping. So, Or you can just keep the free one, whatever, whichever, whichever you prefer. So, um, and oh my gosh. So we went to SciCon twice in the last two months. Uh, we went in February for our annual SciCon Salamander trip. And SciCon is uh, an outdoor school out in the, basically it's out in the woods where I used to work. Um we go every year for uh, to see the salamander migration up here or down there, actually. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was really fun. I got all kinds of pictures of my kids and um, some friends. We took a couple of fam- family friends uh, with us. And um, took. Then actually, the two families that we took with us were people who had never been down there before. So that was really fun. Actually, uh, my neighbors came with us. And she had been down there in sixth grade. So she was super excited. <gasps> Oh, how fun. Yeah, she was really, she was just the day before I was posting pictures because they were planning a SciCon reunion of interns and I was posting pictures from SciCon and she was saying, oh, I wish I could share that with my family. And I go, well, actually, I'm taking (laughs) down there to see the salamanders like next weekend. Do you want to come? And she's like, yes. So she brought her two and four year old and her husband down and had a blast and her dogs. <laughs> I would love to go back to where I went to sixth grade camp. It would be so much fun. Yeah. So it was really fun. She said she didn't really remember that much of it. She just remembered that she loved it. So she had a, she had a really, really good time and her kids got to hold salamanders and yeah. It was <laughs> so then the following month we had our reunion and that was just a couple weeks ago on spring break. And, um, Oh my gosh, that was so fun. It was uh, interns and staff that had worked there from all the way back to the 70s. Because um, this is a program that has existed for, I want to say like 40, 30 or 40 years now, I think. Um, so uh, there were people there from my year all the way back to the 70s. And um, they had they did a lot of the program too. So we had like a campfire and we did folk dancing, which is basically just line dancing, which is a hoot. Um, and I should put up one of the videos of the line dancing. It's really dark because it was nighttime, but um, it's so funny. It's, you can see my son and I doing the line. My husband took video of us and my son so got into it. My daughter, my 15 year old refused <laughs> and my <laughs> husband refused. <laughs> But my uh, my son and I had a blast doing the line dancing. That was always my favorite night when I worked there, and um, and 
um, what else did we do? We did hiking. We hiked all over and um, Sky Trail, which is um, the the highest, the longest, hardest trail that you do there, and it's uh, it's two and a half miles one way, gaining fifteen hundred feet in elevation. Took Maven up mm. that. She made it all the way to the top, all the way to the hermit's cabin at the top. There actually was a hermit that used to live up there, Irvy Elster, and uh, she got to go all the way to the top and see the hermit's flagpole and where his long johns are hanging, and uh, and the hermit's cabin, <laughs> and made it all the way back down. And um, we were in pain for days afterwards. <laughs> My body just doesn't handle it like it used to. <laughs> Hard to believe I used to do that several times a week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a blast. And we got to hang out with old friends and meet all their kids. And it was so fun. I had so much fun. And my kids got a chance to experience it finally, which was really the best part for me. It was was uh, was to be able to share it with with Adam had seen it before because of course he that's how where I met him he came up to make a video of the program um, and that's where I met him but uh, my kids had they'd been down there for the salamanders year after year but they'd never seen the actual program in action so they got to see the hermit um, story because they do a story with a guy in a hermit costume that tells a story and like do cabin uh, or the um, campfire and they even did some oars which we never did when I worked there. <laughs> Yeah, they did, and we did hiking around, and yeah, it was just so much fun. We had a lot of fun. They even brought the, one of the raptors out and did a show with one of, with an owl, and got to go in the museum, and yeah, it was it was super fun. I am so excited, cool. and I hope they do it again because we had so much fun. We're like, you have to do this again. <laughs> yeah, that was like the highlight of my last this whole year, I think probably. <laughs> <laughs> And then this last week, Tyrion was in a play, Alice in Wonderland, which was really fun. I should put a picture of him. He was Tweedledee. <laughs> it was the cutest costume ever. They put a pool noodle in his shirt to make him round. <laughs> it was so cute. Funny. Yeah, it was super cute. He had some really cute lines in it. So, Other than that, I'm just totally off track with everything in life, as always, and uh, more so at this time of the year. I'm always, always at that point at this time of the year, so I really am not surprised. And I'm just ready for the end of the school year. So um, ready for the end of the school year, but not for the heat. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, yay, it's almost over. But oh, no, here comes the heat. <laughs> it's already getting right. hot. We're in the 90s already. So I'm like, Ugh. I know it was so warm. And I was like, no, it can't. It's only April. People. I know. So that's what we've been up to. <laughs> awesome sauce. Now we'd like to give a special Savvy Homeschool Moms thank you to Pandia Press for sponsoring our Secular Science Resources episode. Pandia Press publishes a comprehensive secular science curriculum, Real Science Odyssey, which covers biology, chemistry, physics, astronomy, and earth sciences. With engaging lessons and hands-on labs for a variety of learning levels, it's a favorite with my Savvy Homeschool kids. As a special just for our listeners, use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS to get 10% off your next order. Hi, Tina here. Before we go into our show's topic, I wanted to give a quick definition. In a second here, I'm going to tell you that today's topic is a secular one, but I neglected to explain exactly what I mean by secular. Because secular is a word often misdefined, I wanted to be sure to be clear. When the savvy homeschool moms talk about something or someone being secular, we mean non-religious, not anti-religious. Big difference. The Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast, as always, is a show which we strive to produce free of any religious content, influence, and leanings. 
So today we are going to talk about secular science resources. Um, and for those that would want to know, as this podcast is a secular podcast, and we personally are secular homeschoolers, you will not find any religion in the resources we share. So also, uh, we teach the science of evolution to our kids, and this will be reflected in the science resources we share. And today... We have a special return guest with us, Blair Lee, our resident scientist. Woo! Yay! Scientist in the house. <laughs> this is part one of our two-part series of secular science resources. Blair will be back soon for part two to discuss why neutral science isn't neutral. So Blair, introduce yourself and say hi. <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm Blair Lee. I uh, write science courses for Pandaya Press. Uh, yeah. I wrote The Real Science Odyssey, two of the three actually of the courses. I've got one that I'm almost done with. Um, and I taught chemistry and biology at community college. And I also started the group secular eclectic academic homeschoolers that's on Facebook. And uh, we fantastic. Have yeah. Yeah. We discuss all things eclectic academic and only secular. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks for having me. We're very happy here. that at the very last minute, Blair was available when we came up with the idea all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, why don't we include Blair in our science episode? <laughs> There's a novel idea. Scientist in a science episode. <laughs> cool. So we wanted to start out today with a fun website. Um, the first website we'd like to talk about is IFL Science. For those of you in the know, the IFL does stand for something naughty. But <laughs> if you <laughs> if you visit their website, they have it. They have nicely and respectfully made IFL Science instead of I bleeping love science. Yes. <laughs> you should totally Apparently like now. bleep me right there. That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is a resource that I absolutely love because they cover all sorts of great um, new and upcoming things in science, and they cover all areas of science, technology, space, plants and animals, physics, chemistry. Um, you can find something um, to connect with pretty much anything that you're learning right at this time. And um, they do also have a Facebook page, but I believe the Facebook page is not bleeped. Yeah. So um, if I'm you- I'm not sure if it is now, actually. I'll look while you talk yeah I thought about looking but if I open Facebook I'll fall in the hole so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so IFL science is a website that we recommend definitely and I do see I think they have two versions they have one okay. that is not bleeped and then they have one that is bleeped as in they put the letter f instead of the word if oh, you are funny. offended by that uh, make sure you find the bleeped one and not the unbleeped yeah it's like a rap censored yeah version yes yes <laughs> the clean version and the it's not the clean. walmart version versus the itunes version yeah <laughs> yeah they do have two versions and and the, and the logo reflects it as well yes so excellent you'll notice <laughs> <laughs> So the next website I wanted to share today was uh, Kids Who Think. And this is actually not a new, this is not actually being updated anymore, but I'm sharing it because there's so many amazing um, challenges on here. This is, uh, this is the Think Challenge that I believe I've mentioned on the show more than once, actually. Maybe it was a while ago, though, so I'm sure nobody remembers it anymore. <laughs> but um, 
This used to be a weekly challenge. Um, it, it, the, the catchphrase is a program designed to encourage kids to think outside the box. And what they used to do is they would have every week they would give a challenge. Like here's a, here's a summer challenge that says two pool noodles and 12 inches of duct tape. What can you create? Send pictures. Um, and then they have, uh, let's see, let me find something more interesting. Uh, and then there's uh, a boat challenge. Uh, uh, oh, no, here. Here's mandalas. Tell your students to gather 50-plus items from outdoors and then create a mandala with them. Um, and then they, it seems like they had a lot more detailed ones down the line, too. But there's, if I remember correctly, there's like hundreds of them in here. They did this for several years, at least. I'm going to look back into the older posts. So they're not actually updating this anymore. So you can't send... I don't believe she's collecting pictures anymore. That part is kind of a bummer. But if you want to use uh, this list of resources a lot of them are very sciencey um some of them are more artsy but a lot of them are very sciencey here's a here's a use the following materials to build a water wall four by four foot piece of wood two feet of pvc piping and then it's got plastic cups straws index cards duct tape blah 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 it's got a bunch of different resources and you're supposed to take those resources and build what they say and um and then they have pictures from when they did it of what other kids have built and it goes back I can't her her sidebar is a little bit cluttered so I can't tell how far back it goes but I'm pretty sure it goes back several years uh yeah because 2015 was the last and this one is going to 2010 so um there's a lot on here so you can go in there and you can find some interesting challenges. You could do a different one every day if you wanted to or or choose a new one each week and um and come up with some pretty unique sciencey type stuff to uh to make your kids think because it makes them kind of you know do some some problem solving and uh come up with some really neat stuff and then they can post it on you know on your facebook page instead of her website <laughs> excellent so yeah so that's really cool and then another website i wanted to share was bill nye's official website love bill 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 nye. bill bill, bill. <laughs> bill nye the science guy <laughs> <laughs> And we were discussing beforehand that we do realize the controversy with Bill Nye and homeschoolers, um, the, the comment that he made about homeschoolers. But that does not change the fact that Bill Nye has some amazing resources. Um, amazing. Oh, my gosh. I, and he's just a neat guy, too. He's actually a good scientist. I, yeah. um, he doesn't know much about the homeschool community, no. <laughs> but, but he knows a lot about science. And so as a, as a resource for anybody whose kids are studying science, I think he should be included. Yeah, definitely. And uh, he is, his website is really cool, although it looks like they need to update their um, video section because there's a bunch of dead links in there. Yes. You know what it is? I think he is, um, I think he's selling them through oh, Disney is now, isn't he? Isn't that what? I, I well, could they're also that. available on Netflix right now. So, yeah, I don't know. But regardless, there's broken links there. But if you scroll, it's a side-scrolling website. And if you keep scrolling all the way to the right, almost all the way to the right, it's, well, maybe it's like halfway. I guess there is several, a couple of things after it. But anyway, there's a section called Educational Resources. And there's uh, several sections within that. And there's tons of things you can do with your kids. Home demos, there's uh, physical science, there's acid attack with vinegar and I'm going to guess it's probably it's chemistry so I'm going to guess it's probably got baking soda involved in that <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh, um, how strong are you it's got newspapers so I'm guessing they're probably doing something where they're rolling up newspapers and anyway there's all kinds of 
and this is a really snazzy website too. I'm impressed with the, as a web designer, I'm impressed by his website. <laughs> and then there's also an episode guide, which is really cool because if you go to Netflix, which we're going to mention it again later, but <laughs> you I don't go to Netflix. We need to mention it again I guess later. we don't we need to mention, mention it. it now. Yeah, we already, we have it in the video section as well. But, um, and we should also mention that all of these resources are going to be in the show notes. And this is episode 62. So the link is SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 62. So you don't have to be taking notes. It's all going to be up there. So don't stress. Just listen. Yes. <laughs> um, but there's an episode guide. And so in the episode guide, you can go through and you can click on whatever topic you're looking for. And um, it talks about the topics in the episode and it has activities that go along with the episodes. So um, pretty neat stuff. There's too much here to talk about. So I'm not going to go any further. Just go check it out. And I was going to mention there's three other websites that I was going to mention. I'm not going to go into details about too much because um, I haven't used them in a while. But um, Project Wild, Project Wet, and Project Learning Tree are all three websites that you probably have never heard about. And um, they actually have books as well that go along with them. Um, and this is Outdoor Ed Resources. Um, when I used to teach at PsychOn Psycon Outdoor School in Springville, um, we learned about this. And these are um, hands-on science learning out in nature. Um, so if you're learning about, you know, like if you're going to learn about the life cycle of aquatic insects, you're going to go out and net aquatic insects and look at them and stuff. So this is the, these have got all kinds of activities. Project Wild is all kinds of animals. And um, let's see, let me look in the, this, the book that I have, the element, it's an elementary activity guide that I have, but their website has tons of updated stuff. I'm just looking through their, let me see, I should look on their website too to see. But um, the, they have... Um, they have it divided into sections in the book called Awareness and Appreciation, Diversity of life, Wildlife Values, Ecological Principles, and it goes on from there. Um, and I'm going to guess they probably have the same kind of stuff on the website. But um, there's a section called Get Wild um, where it talks about workshops that you can actually go to, which might be kind of cool if you're able to do something like that because I, I actually have gone to a workshop, not this specific one, but a workshop like this where they teach you about how to teach how to teach outdoor ed and um, outdoor ed, like I said, is this hands-on experiential learning. And it's, I think it's a cool thing that if homeschoolers are able to check it out, it's, there's tons of resources on the web um, for outdoor educators. And these are just three of them. Um, the project wild is specifically just animals and wildlife in general. Project wet is all about water. Um, let me see what the website says. Project Wet Foundation. We envision a world in which action-oriented e education enables every child to understand and value water, ensuring a sustainable future. Um, yeah, so it's all about water. And so the book will have, if you can go on Amazon, you can find the, they've got all different versions because the book is updated like every year. So you can go and find them for like dollars, pennies, you know. Um, and they've got tons of activities in them. But the website is full of all kinds of stuff, too. And then Project Learning Tree is the same kind of stuff. It's just another company. Um, it's more outdoor ed, hands-on nature, learning. The website didn't look like it had quite as much um, like resources that you could get. Um, but they do, ha they do talk about the... Um, let me see if they they have lessons on here. And it looks like they sell the lessons. They sell the, the books on the website. So, But it's something to look into. And um, 
this is all like stuff for teachers and we're teachers. So why not? Right. Exactly. And this is all hands-on learning. They call it experiential ed. I recommend if you're interested in this kind of nature learning, do Googling for outdoor ed, outdoor education and experiential education. And you're going to find all kinds of hands-on learning like this. And this is designed for teachers who specifically go out into the woods and teach kids in the woods. And that's the kind of stuff that you'll find. There's like a whole, um, if you don't have them in your area, what they are, the outdoor education programs that we have here in California. And they actually have them all across the U.S. is where they have Ours are sixth graders that go for a week and stay in cabins and they and they go out on trails every day to learn out in nature. And so they have really good resources and games and cool stuff to do with the kids to engage them in active learning. So I highly recommend it for some amazing science learning. Excellent. And I cool. wanted to mention um, a website called Physics Central. And the reason I wanted to mention it is because they have this awesome thing called the Physics Quest and you can request um, a package or a, a kit for free. And it comes with a comic book. Um, some of the past comic books have been Einstein's Hidden Treasure, Marie Curie's Floating Classes, Nikola Tesla and the Electric Fair. Ooh. And then it also comes with everything you need to do the experiments that are talked about in the comic book. So it's kind of a neat little fun thing. Um, it's definitely not something that would like carry you over for an entire year. This might be a fun little outside uh, or a little aside um, science project that you might want to do with your kids if you're like getting burnt out on what you're doing and you need something different for a week. This would be a good thing for it. And it's 100% free. And even they even have a little click box if you are a homeschooler. And um, in addition, they have a ton of great stuff on their website about physics and how physics works and physics it's pretty much everything physics you could possibly need on this website cool yeah wow. and we really enjoyed the physics quest the last two years we've been having a lot of fun with it so physics central is a definitely an awesome website very cool, cool. So um, there are a ton more science websites out there, and obviously we can't talk about each and every one. Um, so make sure you check our link, uh, SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 62, so you can see all of the websites that we found and, um, and the ones that we mentioned. Yeah, there's way more on the, on the show notes, so check that out. Yes. I, I was actually pretty excited to see the length of the list because yeah. they're all secular yeah um, yeah like they include evolution and the big bang and uh, you yeah. know whatever science is appropriate uh, mm -hmm. i guess we're down to real science odyssey yes. So, yes i so real science odyssey is um published by pandaya press there are three authors who have written for it uh uh, one person wrote the first two books in the series, Life and Earth and Space. I wrote um, Chemistry, I wrote, which is uh, level one. I wrote Biology, level two. And I'm just putting the very finishing touches on uh, astronomy and earth science, which has a pretty decent environmental section going through it. Um, they are uh, and then um, a woman named Dahlia, whose last name I cannot remember. I'm really sorry, Dahlia, uh, <laughs> wrote the physics. And she will be writing middle school physics as well, I think. Uh, I don't have, I don't know much more about that other than I think I, that is going to happen. Um, and, she, and I guess the physics is really awesome. Uh, I so like far. the fact that there are multiple authors because it means 
people will write about what they're the science that they know the most. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it is content rich. Uh, they're complete courses. They are written for homeschoolers. Although uh, biology two was used by a public school in Tennessee or really Virginia. Uh huh. A very small rural school, um, that does a lot of, I guess they, give them the courses and then they take them home and do them. So it's sort of like public school homeschooling. Oh, and cool. yeah. And so they used the biology book, awesome. um, which was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but they include labs um, and we are, it looks like we are going to be taking the, um, this course uh, I am right now, the uh, astronomy and earth science, I'm turning it into a level two, level three course. I'm doing it with my high schooler. And so I'm sort of like dividing it into two different levels. Um, there's a lot more math in the high school level. <laughs> is it going to be something that kids who did the first level can then go on to the level two? Or is it going to be just for kids that are starting it at the second level? Just uh, curious. I, what do you mean? Oh, so if you did because you're turning level, it into yeah. Do they match perfectly? No, I mean like if they already did level one, would it be too much repeat for them to do level two? No, no. Okay. So, um, so you mean if they did level one in second grade? Yeah, yeah I mean yeah. if they've already done. No, it. it's structured. I really debated. Kathleen really debated it uh, because I put astronomy first, so it's actually the opposite the ordering. So they um, just go from the first book to the second book as they, as they grow. It is. Well, did you do life and biology too? Well, I didn't, but I know Becky, I'm just, I, did. I know that other people ha are doing that. So, <laughs> so it's, it's a much, it, it's a middle school book, but it's more advanced, especially since, because that's a second grade book, the difference between a second grade book and then a basically astronomy and earth sciences applied uh, science. Oh, okay. So it's a physical science course. So it's an age, it, the the range for it is more of an age range as opposed to I just did earth and space and now I can move on to earth and space too. You have to, you do earth and space when you're in second, third grade, but when middle school for the earth and space too. Oh yes, you would not want, I don't think this is a fourth grade course. However, I am surprised all the time by homeschoolers. Yeah. So, some homeschool kids are so such science loving, so science literate. So, you know, <laughs> if it yeah. works for your kid, but it's really written for middle school. And now the level three course. So I'm so what a minute. So the part that I'm taking to be a level three course, it's going to be real similarities between the level two and the level three course. Okay. Okay, so then you could have a child that, rep I mean, what I'm saying is like, if you have a young child that already took the one, as they get older, could they take the two if they wanted to, or you would just pick one to do? No, no, it's, there's a lot. Uh, well, first of all, it's got a whole environmental unit running mm -hmm. through it. Um, and then it's pretty chemistry rich. I mean, astronomy, the astronomy has physics in it. So I started writing astronomy and I realized that, uh, you had to teach kids, you had to reintroduce some of the properties of light because that's how we know everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's definitely, I mean, it's some of the same material, but there's a lot of different material. Oh, okay. It. It's a lot so of there's, material in it. So, and there's probably enough of a gap in the middle to where they, they, they could use the re rehash anyway, I would imagine, right? Yes. Yeah, so I didn't use um, Terry's book to 
I mean, I, I looked to make sure there were two labs. I thought, oh, I wonder if she's got this in here oh, Okay. <laughs> in her book. So I looked at that. Um, I get into the properties of rocks again. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't having kids do the same thing twice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's it's uh, much different. And then the um, geology part, there's a lot of field trips. I think geology is let's get out and go if you really want to learn about how um, mountain deformed deformation or weathering and erosion, you should actually take a walk. Yeah. Outdoor ed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So this is really has a lot of field trip uh, labs that lend themselves to field trips. Awesome. awesome. I look forward to it because we're, um, we are um, at the, the end. We, we are on physics uh, level one. And once we're done with that, we don't have anything to move on to. So get it done. No, um. it is. It's so close to being done. And we found an illustrator. So what happened is we found an illustrator who quit. Oh. Uh, something oh. came up in their personal life and they quit. And they were awesome. And so we had to find another illustrator. And we found another illustrator who was awesome, too. And he awesome. I cannot even believe how quickly this person is illustrating really good illustrations. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but so we've had a couple hiccups with this course. Well, it, let's hope that it, it gets, uh, it's ready for me in the fall. I <laughs> hope it's ready for you. It's not going to be ready in the fall, but it'll be ready next year. Sometime but I don't think we're going to finish physics uh, before the end of the year anyway, good. so. Go slow. Yeah, I will do <laughs> my <Slow> best. <laughs> <laughs> Stretch it out. That's Stretch right. it out. Becky, did you want to? Sorry, I was just going to say, did you want to? um, Did you want to share what it's like as a parent teaching? That's what I was going to just talk about. So sorry. Um, (laughs) um, I do sometimes feel like though I need to put a disclaimer. Um, I do work for Pandia Press. (laughs) <laughs> but um, I loved Pandia Press before I started working for them. That's actually why oh, I yeah, worked totally. for them. Yeah. So um, I have She's used... been a groupie. <laughs> I am. I am a total groupie. I love this curriculum so much. And I'm constantly telling people when they're looking for science curriculum, you know, like I on Facebook, I've kind of toned it down a little bit because I feel guilty because I do work for the company. But <laughs> um, but then I try to say I work for the company because I love it so much. Um, I started out with Danny in life science, like when she was in third grade. Mm-hmm. and um, she's in eighth grade now and she literally she's gone through all of them we just finished biology too uh, by the skin of our teeth <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I kept making the joke the only thing I remember from my biology days is mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell um, but I still managed uh, because it's so well written and the teacher's guide is so amazing I still was able to teach biology too to my daughter and I feel like she really got something out of it and now we've started physics and the labs are amazing the kids actually are looking forward to doing labs and um, we are just having a blast with it Um, I am like I said a million times already I'm such a fan of the curriculum (laughs) and um, I'm sad that I might not have something to go on to when I finished physics. I'm going to have to figure out what to do at that point. But um, yeah, and going along with Pandia Press or Pandia Press, uh, it goes both ways, I guess. Uh, Uh Kate told me it was okay to say Pandia. (laughs) Yeah, you got the okay. (laughs) I did, I did. did. (laughs) Well, we've been saying it for so long, it's stuck in our heads. 
Exactly. Um, so going along with that and the biology too, um, in biology too specifically, there is a frog dissection. Um, and my tender-hearted daughter could not do a frog dissection. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was the amazing frog dissection principle. It is on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I believe it, I'm going to double check, I believe it's $10. 100% worth it, it is $10. If you have a um, tender-hearted child who can't imagine the thought of putting a scalpel into something that was formerly living, um, <laughs> this is a 3D dissection model that is made of paper. And when it's finished, it is amazing. You literally have a, a flat frog that you fold out the layers of the skin and the muscle. And then inside are all of the organs that you would oh, have wow. had to locate when you dissected. Mm -hmm. uh, with the exception that if you make a mistake on this, you can just print it again and cut it out again. <laughs> yeah, Whereas right. Make a mistake on the real frog so much <laughs> well the real frog so when I got the first so I've only dissected uh two frogs in my life um and I guess they were both when I was writing the book and the first frog I got had so much blue dye in it that uh I tried dissecting it and I had to get another frog <laughs> it was it was yes I am a I'm okay I'm a vegan so, <laughs> oh, that must have been rough. <laughs> so I am not really the frog dissecting type. Yeah, it was, but you've got to have it. But I'm so glad to know about this resource. Yeah, you should I, I actually <laughs> update the book. <laughs> oh, well, we are going to. So when yeah. I put this take, when I take that book up to a level, make it a level two, three course, mm -hmm. I will absolutely include the frog dissection principle. Yay, that I'm so awesome. glad. <laughs> Thank you. The author will be really happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I mean, I, I didn't dissect a frog when I was in school. I conscientiously objected to it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I ended up sitting in the library for that day. And um, I managed to, to graduate from, you know, I passed college biology without having to dissect a frog. And I felt like, you know, why should I have to traumatize my daughter? Yeah. You know, and, and if she goes to college and she ends up going into a science major, fantastic. She can dissect a frog there. Yeah. I have a degree in biology and two degrees in chemistry. I've never dissected anything in college. How oh, funny. There you go. See, I mean, yeah. I dissected a sheep's eye when I was like in elementary school. Uh, and that, that was bad enough. I did a fetal pig in college. That was, oh. And we named him um, Wilbur. Oh, <laughs> oh I hope Jack I doesn't was... listen to this. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, it was interesting. I, I found it fascinating, but I can totally understand not wanting to do it. It was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I did find it yeah. interesting, but not fun. <laughs> when I taught the co-op class and there was a dissection, uh, half the kids opted not to even do it. Um, and of the four kids that, no, five kids who did the dissection, two actually vomited. Oh, no. Two almost fainted. And one of the kids did it all the way to the end. He loved it. It was fantastic. And my take home message was not everybody can be a surgeon. Sure. <laughs> absolutely. I was thinking future Dexter, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. So yes, amazing frog dissectable dissection printable. I recommended by Blair Lee too. Yeah. 
cool. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> okay. So I was really excited to, so last night I started getting text messages uh, asking me about secular science resources that I knew of. And I get questions about this all the time. Uh, I was really excited to have you guys doing the podcast because it, we, we need to start generating some of these lists for a couple of reasons. One is it makes it easier than I won't have to feel 20 private messages a week or a month yeah. asking about this. But the other thing is it really helps people in, who are in the homeschool community trying to um, do, do something for our community, trying to create these materials for our community. Sure. And so... So the happy scientist is one of them, and he, I wouldn't, I don't think you can use it as a complete curriculum. I have only seen videos. I don't know if he has other resources, but it's completely secular science, and I've watched a couple of his episodes, and they're pretty good. I mean, he's a good scientist, and the science is good, and they're fun to watch. I think that um, they're not free. Uh, I don't think, I, I don't know if you could get them on Netflix or not. But I recommend them uh, to, as a supplement to any science curriculum. It looks like he uses Vimeo, actually. Oh well, Vimeo is, yeah. is oh well. Then if then maybe you can get them. Well, maybe not free. all of them though. If, I'm guessing, and I believe you can do subscriptions on Vimeo too. So I'm looking at at yes, least his intro video is Vimeo. I don't know about the rest of them. He has a whole page of free resource or free stuff though, which literally oh, that's cool. free stuff. Well, you know what's nice about I I'm a big fan of trying things out because I have so many things I bought for Sean that um, we have never used or we used for just a little bit of time. I wish I've tried them out for free. Yeah. <laughs> well that's what with the Pandaya Press, I always recommend people check out the try before you buy. I even sure. wrote a, I even wrote a whole blog post on the blog about this is how you do the try before you buy and do it because you need to see if this is going to be a good fit for you. Right. Not everything is for everybody. Exactly. But, and so, but the other thing I tell people is do not anything you cannot try out for free, find another resource. Oh yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. So I see a lot of the links it says available only for subscribers. It says, okay. so so but I got the link so, to the free content, and I'll put that in the yeah, show notes. That, but yeah. you'll be able to see if you like sure. any of things. And yeah, I, I have been told that his customer service is also really good. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is Intellego. So when I started homeschooling, everybody on the secular uh, groups were talking about Intellego. And now I, I have no idea why you do not hear people talking about Intelligo anymore. Uh, it is, a, they're unit studies. So if you, um, even though the Pandaya Press books are divided into units, they're not unit studies. One leads to the next, but these are definitely unit studies. So you'd have to cobble together to have a year's worth of science. Mm -hmm. But they are secular and uh, they're not very expensive. And so the way Intelligo works is that they, they are one of the um, providers who really most of what you do, you have to click on links. So you'll watch a video. Uh, if you're studying about astronomy, you'll go to NASA and watch a video that they recommend. And then they'll ask some questions and then they'll give you a link to a lab that you can find on the Internet. Uh, but they are secular and uh, I 
pretty sure you could try them for free as well. Cool. Yeah, and then bite-sized physics. This so when Sean was in middle school, I needed physics and the Pandaya Press physics wasn't ready. And so I found bite-sized physics and I am a fan of bite-sized physics for middle school and high school. Uh, it's you need so what he does, it's a year-long course and what he does is he takes um uh, the math and he puts boxes so you can do the physics without doing the math. And so for middle school, that's, or for a really math phobic kid, mm-hmm. what, what the person that writes it, his attitude is he doesn't want the math to be the reason for people not to learn physics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, although you'll have trouble in college if you don't have the math. I'm sorry. So, um, but the, and then, so if I, well, I actually have a blog post on my blog about how to take this up for a high school course. You would need to take his math and add some math. But the thing to add, the best way to take bite-sized physics is to look at his math and then go to Khan Academy and match it with some of the um, specific math areas. Like, for instance, if you're doing gravity, uh, to take, uh, to go and look at Khan Academy and do some math problems he's got on there for gravity problems. Mm-hmm. And that is um, the way I would. So, if you want to use bite-sized physics, it really is quite a uh, content-rich physics. He has and links fun, to lots of labs. Yeah, he has links to Science Gym. Is that him too, or is that him linking to? That is yeah. him. That is so him. So, Science okay. Gym and Sean actually loved his videos. So, he is so nerdy. If you picture <laughs> the most nerdy physicist you can possibly think of. That is who science uh, <laughs> tries to make. And Sean thought he was awesome. She, really, he did. He's like, Mom, it's exactly the stereotypical physicist that every person imagines. And so, yeah, but he, it's, it's, it's really fun, actually. I really, as you can tell, I'm a fan. I think I've <laughs> seen his stuff over at Kirklick. I don't know if he's still over there or not. Yes, uh, that is where we bought it. And oh, okay. so if you go. Oh, yeah, it's it still there. It. I see it. Yeah, yeah it's on Kirklick. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I'd recognize, I saw that. Videos you can click on for concepts, and like I said, they're pretty funny. (laughs) Well, cool. Yeah. So we're going to talk about books next, and I have, this is my number one favorite science lesson book. I got this, actually, when I was teaching preschool, I think. No, actually, no, I think this was when I was at the Discovery Center, but it's, it's, it's a book that is for all ages, which is perplexing to me because it's got all kinds of science in it. But um, in the beginning of the book, it says that it can be adjusted to any age, really. Um, and it's called Science Is. And it's it's a scholastic book. And I have the link in the show notes so you can get the right one. It's by Susan V. Bosack. And it has tons of really good hands-on experiments, activities, games, just amazing stuff in it. And what I really like about it, well, first of all, the cartoons in it are really cute, <laughs> which helps when you're looking at a book. I'm a very visual person. And if I'm going to open up a book that's ugly and all words, I'm, I'm going to close it again. But so this has got adorable little cartoons, which helps even the teacher. Um, but they've got it divided. It's divided up into so many different sections and um, they've got it 
segregated in such a way that there's tabs in it. So there's like, so there's sections and subject areas. So it's got a section for discovering science, matter and energy, humans, the environment, rocks, plants, living creatures, weather, the heavens and applying science. And then they take those subjects and they divide them up into specific subjects. And they have like a little chart where they have like a little logo for each of those subjects. And then they divide those up even even to more specific topics. So if you are doing something with air, it will tell you the page numbers to find the, the activities for air, the human body, insects, uh, chemical reactions. And they have all the page numbers in here and it tells you where to find it. And then they have the tabs. And the tabs have quickies, which are just what they sound like, real quick little things that you can you can do in, uh, I don't see how many minutes it is, actually. It probably explains it in the beginning of the book. But I um, don't remember. I, I want to say like 15 minutes or something like that. But they're, they're quick little, little activities. And then the next tab is make time. So obviously, a little bit more time. And then the last tab is one leads to another which is obvious. <laughs> so it goes, in, they go into each other. So if you want to get into something that leads into another, you can go into there. And um, I have used so many of these when I was teaching science at our local kids museum, kids science museum. Um, and I have used some of them with my kids. And when I did classes with our, um, our uh, um, homeschool charter, and there's some really good stuff here. I can't recommend it enough. It's just amazing, the stuff that they've got in here. And, it, and each each activity is even divided into sections. It, like, it just makes it so easy. And there's printables in here as well to use. Like if there's a game, like a card game, it'll have it'll have the cards for you to print up. And um, But each, each uh, activity has the materials. So you can immediately look and see what materials you need. And then it's got a doing it section. And then it's got like a, um, a box that tells you background information that you'll need on that. And then it'll have like other little, if there's more info that they want to give you, they, they break it up into little other little boxes, little decorative boxes, actually. And um, so you can read it in little bite-sized pieces. And for somebody like me who looks at a page that's full of text and gets completely overwhelmed, this completely helps me. It's got little cartoons explaining some of it. It's got it broken into little boxes. It's got the materials. It's got doing it in numbered order sections small sections explains exactly and of course at the very beginning it has a really brief description of what it is that you're going to be doing so like let's see here's one on shadows it says use shadows to experiment with properties of light you can also use shadows to create a lot of creepy creatures so there's a whole thing about shadows and there's an electromagnetic magnet thing where it says electricity is very closely related to magnetism An electric current can in fact produce magnetism try it for yourself and this is a whole experiment that uses a nail and copper wire and a battery and a knife and paper clips and tape. And that's it <laughs> to make an electromagnet. So um, highly recommend this book. I cannot say enough about it. It's really good. And I have never, ever heard of anybody who's ever even heard of it. It's a, it was When I bought it, it was a $30 book. So I don't know what it is now, but you can probably find it. Amazon uh, has it for 5 There you go. I was going to say, I bet you can used. find it used. <laughs> and any t subject, subject you're covering, go look in there for something cool because there is amazing stuff in there. In fact, I really need to use it more. I don't use it enough. It's really cool. I have always, always referred to it whenever I teach a class to kids um, when it's when it's science related. So um, not so much in my home. I need to do that more. <laughs> it's like that whole thing about the, you know, the cobbler's kids have no shoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So um, next books that I ha want to share, it's a two-part. When I bought them, they had different titles. So um, they're now called 
Sharing Nature with Children by Joseph Cornell. And then the second one is now called Sharing Nature with Children 2 by Joseph Cornell. But it used to be called Sharing the Joy of Nature, um, which is what I have. But it's the same book. And again, more active. Actually, these are activities, um, nature activities to go out into nature and to experience nature. So there's um, like a, there's like the unnatural trail where you go ahead of time and you hang um, like a salt and pepper shaker and, uh, you know, put a, a ball cap or, a, you know, p- you place odd objects out into the trail. And it says this game is played primarily to introduce the concepts of camouflage and adaptation. And you, you put man-made objects out there, light bulbs and balloons, some of them to stand out and some of them to blend in. And the, the children are going to walk over the trail and they're going to try to spot the objects. And then, um, and then you end the game with a discussion of the ways that camouflage coloration helps animals. And th- they've got that. I'm sure you guys have probably heard of the Web of Life game um, where you yeah. have a ball of string. Yeah, you know that game? Uh-huh. Love that game. That's in here um, where you have a, you know, you have a, a circle of kids and you, you talk about one animal that, you know, you start with like grass and then you... What eats grass? A rabbit. So then you hold onto the string and you throw the string to the kid across and they're the rabbit. And then they hold onto the string. And you think what eats a rabbit or what needs a rabbit? What eats a rabbit or what does a rabbit eat? And then whatever they come up with, you throw the ball to them. And then, you know, you keep going from that. What eats that or what need, what does um, it eat? And you go back and forth and you build this whole web um, all the way across the, this big circle of kids. And uh, obviously you need a group for this. <laughs> and, um, and then eventually you talk about like if like all the rabbits died and you have the kid who's got the rabbit drop the string and the whole web just kind of disintegrates basically. And you can see how everything is all connected through the, um, the web of life and how all living yeah. things are connected. It's a very, I think very... actually that's really important when you're studying biology. Yeah, definitely. But really biology. I think understanding that connectedness is um, uh, because it's one of, you know, it's one of the issues scientists are facing now with, you know, why do extinctions matter? Why Mm -hmm. do mass extinctions matter? Well, or why does climate change matter? Because it isn't clear what's going to, yeah, there's been extinctions before, there's been the climate's changed before, but it really isn't clear what's going to happen because of how everything relates. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's, yeah. And it, and it's, I mean, even like the littlest kids can get it through this. Yeah. I, I love it's that. Very it's a really it's good fun. activity. It's a fun yeah, game. It's fun. Yeah. It's a totally fun game. So that's the kind of activities that are in here. They have blind walks and, and trust walks and, um, you know, where you, and, and they have hug a tree type activities and, um, there's just, <laughs> there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. These were, so I think. You can use your paper frog and go hug a tree. Yeah. There you yeah go. right. <laughs> They have, and this is this is divided up into sections too, so it'll tell you know it's it's very well, so you can find what it is that you want to do, what kind of like if you want to do a, a group activity or if you want to do more of an individual activity, that kind of stuff. It's divided up, so these these books are really good for that. Um, you want to get your kids out and you want to take them on a nature hike, but you want to make it a little bit more than just a nature hike. Maybe you want to throw an activity or two in there. This is a fantastic these two books, and they're little books. I can't imagine they cost much on Amazon. They're old too. I think they I think they were written in the seventies. Um, which explains the pictures in them. Yeah, 79 
and uh, this one's probably a little later, 89. So um, the pictures are very 70s. <laughs> but uh, yeah, highly recommend those books. And then the next book I was going to share is this is a birding book. Now, I have to do a disclaimer that if you have an iPhone or an Android, I highly recommend instead the iBird Ultimate app because I think it works fantastic um, uh, because you can actually listen to the calls of the birds. They have um, actual bird calls in them um, that that has helped me and my daughter on more than one occasion identify birds. But uh, but if you don't have an iPhone, which is not I know not that common nowadays, but if you don't and some people really would prefer to have a book, this is a birding book that I highly recommend. This is the one they used on the birding trail at PsyCon where I used to work. And it's called A, a Guide to Field Identification, Birds of North America. And it's a golden book. And it's fairly small. It's not tiny, but um, it has fantastic pictures in it. And what I did is I went in and I highlighted all the birds that were from my area. I went and I found our local Audubon um, website that had a list of all of our local birds. And I just went with a highlighter and I went through the whole book and I highlighted all our all of our birds so that I could quickly find. Um, and it even has uh, it has really good pictures and it shows male and female and juvenile because, you know, there's a lot of differences um, many times, especially in the songbirds. The males and females look totally different and the juveniles often, too. Um and then it has a little map off to the side that shows where the where these animals live so you can quickly see where they live. But that helps also to highlight. But anyway, fantastic book. And then um, the last book I was going to mention is The Glow in the Dark Night Sky Book by Clint Hatchett, which is a really cute book if you like to go out at night and look at the stars and talk about constellations. But you don't want to ruin your night vision. You take a flashlight and you charge the page that you're going to use. And then you turn the flashlight off. And um, the book glows. The stars in the book glow. So you can actually see the constellations um, in the book. And it's really great, especially for littler kids. But even older kids. I use this with the sixth graders at SciCon as well. Um, it's a oh, fantastic cool. book. There are were, also. But. Yeah, I was going to say, you were talking about apps. The Starwalk app is amazing. Because yep. if you have an iPhone, you can just hold your iPhone up. Mm-hmm. And it will tell you exactly what you're looking at. Yes, those are fantastic too. Highly recommend them. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, this is really good for a group because it's bigger, so you can hold it up. And then if you're just looking for like one constellation, you can hold it. It's a big picture book. It's not like a little tiny one. It's a it's a good sized picture book. And if you charge it up and then you hold it up to the group. But, you know, if it's just you and your family, a iPhone will do fine. <laughs> so I have, both of them highly recommend whatever your preference is. Some people prefer books. Some people prefer iPhones. And sometimes you mix and match. So. <laughs> So I think, Blair, you have some books to share. I have some books to share. We're breezing through the Usborne, and I just want to put in a plug for Usborne as oh, far okay. as secular goes. Um, I don't use them a lot because many of the Usborne books are reference books, but every Usborne book I've ever, every Usborne science that I've really gone to say, is this secular? Uh, yes, they are. I, That's they, fantastic. I, yes. They are. Um so the first book that I'm going to talk about, it's uh, two books, and they're called How-Tunes. So Sean decided, my 16-year-old, decided he wanted to write uh, an article during the Christmas season about uh, helping people find graphic novels. So he did some research, and we went to a comic book store, and the person recommended How-Tunes. And I liked them enough that I actually contacted the authors and said, hey, you know, I w- if you send me a copy, I might like to review these. Um, and they sent them to me and I am going to write a review. This is actually my first time I've been talking about them. So this is the, this is what it is. They're graphic novels. One of them is 
the there's the first one is really actually big it's 300 so it's 330 and 40 it's a, it's about 350 pages and in it they have kids that go through and they're it's just like a comic book but then the kids will start asking questions to each other and then what they'll do is they will then say, oh, let's design an experiment. And then your kids will be reading through this and then they'll stop and they'll do an experiment. And so it's it's not a complete curriculum, but there's a lot of experiments and the science in it is really good. I've talked to the authors. They are the people who write these are scientists and very, very secular. And wow. I think I think a lot of homeschoolers uh, would like these. They're pretty new. And then the other one is a lot shorter. It's about 150 pages. Um, they're actually, and this one ends with tools of mass destruction. I thought I saw the big, oh yeah, the solar system, the age of the solar system. And so there's some history, there's some science, and uh, but mostly it's just really fun. I could see if you had a kid that uh, liked science and wanted to work on their own. This is a sort of book that you could hand those kids and say, Hey, why don't you go for it? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds um, really and cool. When you, yeah. When you were talking about, I think sciences, I was mm -hmm. thinking, Oh, she would love how to. Yeah. I'm looking at their website. They look like they have some neat stuff. They have some neat stuff. And then the next books are um, the max axiom series. And those books I discovered when, um, and again, it's kind of nice when you put, so I, because I list resources in my books, sometimes people will share books with me. And so yeah. they, the publisher shared a couple of Max Axiom books for me, mm -hmm. and I ended up buying a whole bunch of them for Sean. <laughs> so again, they're graphic novels. They're not large books. Each one is topic specific. They're, they're really nice middle school level, late grade school level books. Then building, so then the next course is Building Foundations of Scientific Understanding. Mm -hmm. So my two favorite secular science courses are Pandaya Press and um, Nebel's Building Foundations of Scientific Understanding. Mm -hmm. This is a great book. His philosophy of how science is best learned really pairs well with Pandaya Press. Um, but this is a lot more teacher intensive. Mm -hmm. uh, people that take the time to put together um, a course around this, around BFSU, really like it. But again, it is more teacher intensive. A lot of people use his books just for a reference. How should I present this? What, what should I include? And so they're nice for that reason. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Then the next course, so Sean has been working, Sean has been doing a lot of science this year. He w took a couple of electronics classes, and then he got so excited, he found a book called Make Electronics. And Sean has learned to solder. Sean oh, has done products. <laughs> projects huge projects it is it, it is uh, not just soldering but there's all sorts of sean has come in we uh, are renting a house with an electric stove sean took the stove the elements out and then explained to me how the they heated up and how electricity works if you have a kid that's into robotics or really likes project oriented science 
make electronics is pretty amazing. We yeah. found cool. all the parts at either Radio Shack or uh, online at Amazon. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really, really fun project-based science. Uh, and then he's been doing uh, geology and environment as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Homeschool Life magazine. I was asked, uh, I've written for the last two issues. They asked me if I would be their science writer. Uh, and I am, so this isn't just a science magazine, although they include the upcoming magazine, I think has, I know has two, but I think it actually might have three science articles. I, when they asked me if I would be their science writer, I said to them, uh, I only write for secular, non-neutral uh, magazines. And they mm -hmm. assured me that they are secular and they are not neutral. Um, in other words, they uh, will go into it at the next podcast. Yeah. Um, if you're curious, <laughs> there's a link to the article about what I'm talking about. Um, and I, the person, Amy, who, Amy Sharoni, her husband is a physicist. I met them at the um, National Alliance of Secular Homeschoolers Conference, and they're pretty awesome. And I, I, their, their magazine is so content rich. Like the upcoming magazine has a, uh, an article about Shakespeare. It is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, really, I am so impressed. I've got to admit, I'm pleased to be one of the writers for a magazine that I think is this cool. Oh. <laughs> It really is a good magazine. Um, and you guys are going to interview them, right? Yes. Ah, so, hopefully soon. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so on the to-do. We're going to get to meet Amy. And so everybody's going to like her as much as I do. I know it. Awesome. Soon. Yeah. So podcasts are next. Let's talk about Star Talk Radio. Have you guys ever listened to this? Oh, my gosh. It's yes. so amazing. Have you it listened is to really this, great. Uh -huh. yes. it's and it's awesome. actually a show, too, I think. I think they actually have a video as well. Not entirely kid-friendly. I will preface this. There is foul language and there is sexual content sometimes, usually in a humorous manner. Yes. <laughs> so I highly recommend you pre-screen everything. <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite episodes is when they had Will Wheaton on. <laughs> yes. It was... Oh, it's just a fantastic show. Neil deGrasse Okay, Tyson. I love him. He oh, is so yeah. funny. And he is maybe not as smart as Wesley Crusher, but he is very smart and very science oriented. I was really impressed because he's an actor, so you don't you never know what you know what he's really like until you see him interviewed and then it's like, Oh, he's actually really smart. <laughs> not Will I mean not Wesley Crusher smart, but still, wow. He had a lot to say. He was right up there with uh he was keeping up with everything that Neil Neil was saying, so it was pretty impressive. So Cool. Uh, but uh, and and then I I especially love it when they get into topics. I mean they they always have a comedian on every episode. It's usually a different comedian, and um or no, is this the, no this is the one that usually has the same one. But then they often will bring another one in if he's not available. But anyway, there's always a comedian on every episode, so that makes it extra funny. But Neil's kind of funny anyway, and they often have um, Bill Nye will often guest host or guest star as well. So you'll hear him sometimes if you go back into the old episodes of, of Star Talk Radio. Um, you can find all the Bill Nye episodes. They're really awesome as well. He's really good. And um, and then they, um, they, they'll talk about all, I mean, they talk about everything science related, but I especially love it when they talk about like the science of Star Trek <laughs> and the science of Okay, Star I love that. Yes. <laughs> and they really actually talk about what could and could never happen. Like, you know, like uh, I think they talked about how they're nowhere near having warp drive 
um, but that they think that that maybe folding time, I think they were talking about, would actually be something. Um, folding space, sorry, folding space. I don't know. I'm not super up on all this stuff, but I remember him saying that that it, in theory it seems like it could be done. They haven't figured out how to do it yet. <laughs> so, but, um, but he, aren't they? It didn't. I read somewhere that the other thing that is teleportation. They think, or right. what do they call it? Is it teleportation? Oh, yeah, teleport. Yeah. Yeah, they actually think that that is doable. I know, I know. Every time I hear him say that, I'm like, no way. There's just no way. And I always think of Willy Wonka when I hear that too. <laughs> if I want my molecules spread apart and then brought back together again. I know, right? I <laughs> that know, sounds frightening. Right? And then there's the issue of, are you really the same person you were when you transported in the first place? <laughs> right. <laughs> or are you your evil transporter twin? Yeah. They <laughs> talk about all that. They totally talk about all that. And they talk about the science. Of, and it's, I feel like I learned so much every time I listen to it. And I laugh so hard every time too, because it's just so funny. But um, yeah, it's, they talk about everything. I mean, they talk about the science of superhero powers and how some could actually maybe possibly come true and some absolutely never could come true. And, you know, like, and what it would be really like if Superman really did exist and what it would take for that to happen. Terrible. It would be terrible. I don't know. Okay. What about Deadpool? Yes. Uh, I don't Deadpool, know. I actually would, that would be fine. But no <laughs> I'm a 16 year old, so you see what we're watching. Yeah, there yeah. No, no, no Hulk, no Superman. Yeah. We can have Iron Man and we can have Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, and Batman. He was pretty not cute. And Batman. <laughs> Batman's not actually super. So, um, but yeah, neither is Iron Man. Yeah, right, Iron Man. Well, there's the thing in his He's, chest, so that's kind of but futuristic. Actually, yeah, you're right. he removes that in Iron Man that's 3. That's right, he does, he does, you're right. <laughs> We're going to yeah. go all geeky here. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Let's move on, shall we? I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, Star Talk Radio, highly recommend it. If nothing else, you moms should listen to it, because you'll learn a lot, <laughs> and it's hysterical. And after you listen to it and decide that there's a, a appropriate episode or maybe a section of an episode you can li- you can play it for your kids but like I said definitely screen because there's there's a fair amount I mean they're they're comedians in there there's a lot of inappropriate stuff <laughs> <laughs> they're not clean so um, but it's really really good I can't say enough about it so now to transition to a podcast that's totally kid friendly it's a kid ep- uh, science uh, podcast called brains on and brains on is a really really cute uh podcast um very very well produced and it looks like they're still i haven't listened to it in a while so i had to go look on their website it looks like they're still producing too um because i see something from last month so yeah it looks like they're still producing episodes and um i haven't listened to it in a while but i remember it just being really really well published and it's and they're fairly short if i remember correctly i'm not seeing wait oh here this will probably show me um how long the episodes are they're about half an hour so they're not super short they're not like a couple of minutes but um but you get a lot of uh, of great science information in here and there's uh like there's extinction and uh there's something here about the international space station and something about sound and spiders and yeah it's it's really good science stuff and i would say it's definitely secular i've never noticed anything non um and anyway, recommend that. That's very, very kid friendly. It's made for kids. So the next resource or podcast, I should say, um, is Fun Kids Digital Radio. Um, and this is actually a UK actual radio station, but they, they publish them as podcasts as well. And I don't believe, apparently I didn't link to it. I need to find the link for that. But um, they actually um, don't have tons 
of new stuff coming out now, it looks like. When I went to go look at it yesterday, um, I noticed that most of the podcasts that you can get like through iTunes, if you go, if you just search for Fun Kids, you'll find a bajillion different shows. They do them all, like each topic they do as a separate podcast, and they have the same kind of symbol like this the fun kids logo is on all of them and it's um it's because it's a radio show i'm guessing what it is it's like these little interstitial things that go in between shows and they're most of them are like two or three minutes long um but they have all kinds of different science topics and so you can go and just listen to just like the dinosaur one there's only 10 episodes of that but it's the age of the dinosaur is one of them and geology rocks is another one that one has 24 episodes there's a Skywatch, which is an astronomy one there's kitchen chemistry there's techno mom that one is engineering that one actually has 58 episodes. I noted that because that was pretty interesting. They had so many. Wow. Um, a to e, A to Z of wildlife. So those are just a few of them. There's a whole b- bunch more. And they have a bunch that are not science related as well. Pop culture stuff and whatnot. Um, but uh, it's kind of, it seems to me like a way better version of like Radio Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, with science and stuff in it. Because I don't think Radio Disney does anything like that. Because they have all that pop culture stuff too. Um, and oh, it's a U- cool. it's, it's UK, so it's all UK voices. It's UK kids that they're interviewing if they interview kids, and that's like you know you get the British accent in there, so it's really cool. Nice, and it's very well published. So, and it's cute. It's and it you know there most of the episodes are just a couple minutes long because I I'm like I said I I'm pretty sure that as far as I can tell these are like the little interstitial things that they put in between their longer shows, and then they just took all of those on that specific topic and stuck them into one podcast. So, um, I haven't seen a whole lot of new ones being published but there's a fair amount to look to go back and listen to so if you use your you, whatever you use to to subscribe to podcasts go in there and search for fun kids and you'll see a whole list of a bunch i mean there's got to be like 30 or more of them and um find just all the ones that are science related and subscribe to them and then you can go in and download any of the episodes that sound interesting to you so those are really cool um Excellent. the next step is the science hour so the science hour is not for little or i mean little or kids might like it but it's uh uh, put out by the BBC. It it has some of the same Brit voices, but they interview <laughs> people from everywhere. It is it is a really interesting uh, hour long podcast about all sorts of topics. When I went and looked uh, early or today, they had an episode about elephants being poached. They have an episode. Uh, they'll uh, some. The first one I listened to, it was somebody talking about, oh, um, uh, just topics in bio, uh, topic in biology. I can't remember now. I don't want to misstate. But they're really, really interesting. The scientists, the science on it is really good. I I like to listen to it in the car uh, or when I have a free hour and I'm just sort of hanging out and waiting. I uh, just find it really engaging. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think are is important I think it's important for high school students to read science articles and listen to science about what's happening now. Mm, yeah. Um, and because they, they, they just become more literate. Like, like, okay, so you learn about evolution, for instance, and then you read a science article where the vocabulary is used as if you already understand it. Mm-hmm. And so, or somebody does a, the science hour and for instance, if they were talking about genetics, and they start to use terms that you're familiar with, and that is the very best way to make somebody science literate. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of including podcasts and uh, articles like you find at IFL Science. Mm-hmm. I will say the sanitized version. Yeah. You know, they're short, 
they're the science is good in them and kids um uh read that and then they see things like mutation um uh adaptation and they just understand what the word means a lot better than just reading it in a textbook mm-hmm. yeah definitely so that's so even though the science hour it's uh, I don't. I I would say you you have to have a science loving kid, um, or a high school, late middle school to high school student. That's really who, or an adult. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of podcasts, today Yours. as well, I was going to say today <laughs> is a very special day, and I just wanted to make sure I mentioned it, and I figured I'd mention it while we were talking about podcasts. <laughs> today is the fourth anniversary of the Savvy Homeschool Moms. Yay! Really? Oh my goodness. Yeah, Yay! four I'm years ago to today, we published Woo-hoo! our very first episode. So, <laughs> Savvy know. Homeschool Moms, another excellent resource for science information, yeah. um, more curriculum-based yeah. than... Um, science news and that kind of thing yeah. but uh, we definitely should be on that list no yeah, I was right? thinking that when we got to podcasts because honestly I mean you know when you guys were deciding you were going to do science you contacted a scientist and I'm honored to be that scientist but <laughs> you know it says something that you would say you know we need a scientist to yeah. help us yes <laughs> so yeah that's how you get good science <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Now videos. Oh my goodness. There are so, so many good videos out there. I, there is absolutely no excuse nowadays for boring documentaries. Absolutely not. And no. so excited to live in this era where we have such good quality documentaries and educational shows. The list is ginormous. So we're only going to mention a few, <laughs> um, but definitely check the show notes. Um, because there's a whole lot more on there. And I, I especially put, I've subscribed to so many science channels on um, YouTube. There's so many really good ones. And since my husband is a video uh, photographer slash editor, um, I have no tolerance for poorly made videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I only link to high quality stuff unless the content is so good that it makes up for the for the cruddy video, uh, but that doesn't happen very often because I really just don't have tolerance for that. So I have some really amazing stuff that I that I personally added in here, and then I know that we we've added some other things. Becky and Blair have also added some other cool stuff. So uh, I wanted to start off first though with PBS because you cannot go wrong with PBS. They have the most amazing shows nowadays. And did you guys hear that they're actually doing a whole separate PBS Kids channel now? Like they're, oh, they're gonna that's seg- fantastic. Yeah, they're going to segregate PBS. Because I think it used to be that the PBS Kids was only on cable, but they're actually making uh, the free channel for everybody now. And it's going to be, I'm pretty sure, and I don't think it's just preschool. I think it's all their PBS Kids shows. Um, so it's going to be, I don't know when that's happening, but I remember seeing it in the news just recently that they're actually going to make an entire PBS Kids, which is really great because then your kids, because, you know, not everybody is watching tv when it's on you know i mean yeah. granted we do still have streaming which is awesome too but you know some kids like to watch it we you know, watch watch it live so um and they um anyway so my kids watch nature and nova religiously <laughs> <laughs> those i have to say top of the line best science shows out there uh produced by by pbs of course um and we even have a we have a um uh, I have a alarm on my phone set for Wednesday nights to watch nature and my kids 
get so peeved when they have like a tele telemarketing show. What do you call it? Like a you know, when the telethon. In, uh, yeah, when they do like the telethon. Where they- oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> They do that, or they, or they have for some reason put another show on. We get in, we're like, oh yay, it's nature! I even went and found the nature's theme song and put it on my phone as a ringtone, so that's the alarm. <laughs> we go and we sit and we watch it as a family on Wednesday nights. Well, uh, recently they haven't had it on, and so my kids have been furious. What do you mean nature's not on? We have to go watch it streaming. Oh, <laughs> like really big deal. To, I don't know. They're funny that way, but um, yeah, nature and Nova. Uh, are fantastic shows. Because nature, you're going to get all the animals and wildlife, and Nova, you're going to get out all the rest of the science. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, if you want the current stuff, go watch Nova Science Now, because uh, that's all the current stuff. We have watched some amazing stuff on there. My kids were telling me about... Actually, I think I was watching some of it with them. Um, the, what, the, the medical stuff that they're doing now, the, where they're actually um, taking... I think it was pig... Uh, organs, stripping all of the cells off of them, and um, putting on the cells of the person who needs. Oh, you mean the heart, like the heart? I don't know if they're doing hearts yet. Maybe they are, but I know I think it was like a liver or a kidney. No, it was a kidney. I think that they did. So basically, it's so that their your body doesn't reject it because it's it's it has your cells. It, they're gonna build this uh, kidney from the str- the sh- the shell of a um, pig kidney and then they're going to build the rest of it with your cells so that you're you don't have to be on um the rejection medication for the rest of your life or whatever so that's that's okay that is really interesting yeah and my understanding is pig blood is the most similar humans yeah they had a whole show i'm pretty sure i said that but i'm not sure science now was that nova science now my son just walked up was it nova science now that that was an episode of and then they were doing it's a oh he's going to correct me now it's scaffolding, he says. <laughs> See, my kids are science nuts. <laughs> and it's entirely just coming from them. He's telling me more. Oh, the, they made a rat heart. Also, he wants you guys to all know that they also made a rat heart beat. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they actually. What did they do with the rat heart? Tell me again real quick. Real, real super quick. We're recording. <laughs> Come closer. Um, they injected it with. They took a rat's heart and they injected it with something to um, like I can't remember. I think it was like to color it different. Uh huh. Um, and then they injected something like I think they injected blood in, into it or something and uh-huh. they made it beat. Oh, and it was a it was a heart that wasn't alive before. No. Right, and they made it beat again. That's pretty cool. That's so yeah, my kids get so excited watching this stuff. So. Nova Science Now, Nova, all those shows. Yeah, <laughs> very, very cool stuff. And then, of course, you can't go wrong with Cosmos. Love Cosmos. You guys have seen Cosmos, right? Of course. Yeah, that's the awesome. One. Oh, my gosh. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Love yes. him. <laughs> Love him. And I put in the link in the show notes, um, there's actually a link to free lesson plans that Carl Sagan's wife made to go along with the shows. So every episode, except I think one, for some reason, there's one that she didn't, I don't know why, but um, there's a link to uh, a website that has the links to those files. So you can get that in the show notes. And um, also kids show. Now those are all grown up shows or shows for all ages, I should say. Now we're going to go into some kids shows. Wild Kratts has taught my kids so much. It's yes. oh, we funny. loved Wild Kratts. <laughs> uh, when Sean was little, oh my gosh. 
Isn't that amazing? Everything by yeah. the Pratt Brothers is amazing. And if and they're you have fun. access to the other shows, the Boom of Foo, they used to have uh-huh. um, the Kratz Creatures was one of the earlier shows right? as well. We watched them all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Be the Creature. That was, I think, their first show. Be the Creature, though, was... wasn't a kid's show. No, I think it was more like, it was kind of like uh, Wild Kingdom is kind of like what it was, sort of. Yeah, it, it was made definitely. made me think of that. It was but they actually went out into older people. Older yeah, kids. it was. And they uh, they actually went out into the na- into nature and actually lived with the animals. It was really cool. I've only seen a couple episodes, but it was very cool. And they're so young in it. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Crap Brothers, anything with the Crap Brothers. And if you can find, uh, well, I know Wild Kratz is on Netflix. I think every episode is on Netflix. Um, but if you can find any of the other shows, maybe look on, on YouTube. Um, I know some libraries have some of their old shows you can get access to some of the old videos or dvds um some of their old shows and zabumafu if you can find zabumafu that's for littler kids but it's it's very cool too you learn a lot about animals on that as well but yeah, yeah, that's awesome oh yeah that was when maven was my my 15 year old was little that was all the rage stop saying she's 15 that makes me feel old <laughs> <laughs> and then Psy girls have you guys seen Psy girls yes love Psy girls i have not Oh my gosh, you have to check it out, Blair. It is so cool. It's on, um, well, we have Roku, and you can watch uh, most of these on Roku um, streaming uh, on the PBS Kids channel on Roku. Um, So I don't know sure exactly where, um, probably you can watch some of it on the website because I believe it pulls from the website, but I'm not sure. Um, But uh, I linked to the Psy Girls videos on the website. And usually the PBS website doesn't have a ton of videos on it, but sometimes it does. So look around and see if you can find it elsewhere. Some some, uh, local stations carry Psy Girls. Our local PBS does not have Psy Girls. I don't know why, but they don't show it on TV. Um, So we have to watch it streaming. Um, But it's amazing, and it's all about getting girls into STEAM. STEAM? Is that it? Yes. Yes. Okay, for some reason it sounded wrong. STEM! (laughs) STEM! Step. Well, yeah. STEAM is with art in it. Oh, okay. Oh, so, I like so STEAM actually, that's really important. That so, what they've started to see is so there was all this focus on STEM, oh. and so they were attracting um, really techy types. And so, what they what their people began to say is, you know, you're beginning to advocate taking the art out of it. Oh. But a lot of people express themselves through science artistically. And so if you look at um, scientists, many, many scientists are also really good in some form of the arts. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And so uh, Sean, for instance, not that into computer coding, but he loves the artistic side of computer programming. So he only likes to do computer programming if he is designing, if he can see something visual. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just like to look at codes. And by that, I don't mean that his tip is calculated correctly. That he's done and was not really very excited about. (laughs) Um, And so so that's why it's steam now. Right. Right. Well, that's really interesting. I never knew that. So Mm -hmm. all from my mispronouncing it. (laughs) I meant STEM, (laughs) but I didn't know there was steam. That's very cool. Steam. Yeah. It's the same thing, only they put art in it. Yeah. So this is a show very much like... um, it kind of reminds me of Fetch in a way, except it's all science, um, because it's kind of like, sort of like a game. Well, it's not really a game show because they're not trying to win prizes or anything, but it's it's kids, all girls, um, going out and meeting scientists and learning how to do something and given a challenge, and they learn how to, you know, they. If I remember correctly, because I haven't watched it in a while, um, they go off 
different girls go off and do different things during the show and then they get back together. But um, like I remember one time they were given the challenge of using a bicycle to make ice cream. That was a cool episode. <laughs> they figured out how to make the wheel turn a barrel that had ice cream in it. So as they were riding the bicycle, they were making ice cream with the okay, bicycle. Okay, my grandfather had one of those. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so cool. So with the rock salt, yes. And yeah, we would yeah. all take turns on it in yeah. his garage in Well, this one they Eagle, rode all over Colorado. town. They actually drove this one around town. Oh. It was not stationary. <laughs> how did they keep the ice cream from getting dirt in it? I don't remember exactly how they did it, but they, yeah. they it was a lot of trial and error. <laughs> But yeah, they figured out some way to, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember it right, but I could be remembering it wrong because my memory is bad. But so go and look for that episode. <laughs> it was very Okay. Cool. It'll make but, me feel like I'm 10 again, huh? I know. <laughs> yeah. It's a really neat, it's really neat because you see lots of problem solving and it's all girls in that one. Now, Dragonfly TV is another science show, which is a lot like Psy Girls, but it's boys and girls. So okay. it's, a lot, it's a lot of the the um, solving of problems and and going in and, and learning about different science topics and stuff. And, um, and so that's another one that we don't have locally that we found because it was on the streaming <laughs> on the Roku channel. So Dragonfly TV is another one I recommend. That's a good one. So, And then I was just going to mention in passing, there's a bunch of science kids, science shows for little kids. Cat in the Hat has a lot of science in it, lots of animals and stuff. Um, actually, they do more than just animals. They talk about other types of science topics as well. Curious George is math and science. Um, Dinosaur Train, of course, is all about dinosaurs. And Sid the Science Kid is fantastic for preschoolers. <laughs> um, uh, I have a hypothesis. Yes. Oh, no, wait, that's from Dinosaur Train. But Sid the Science Kid does hypothesis also. Both yes, he does. Cool. Yeah. About hypothesis a lot. <laughs> it's great to see like three and four year olds saying hypothesis. <laughs> <laughs> it's still great to see Jack say that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super cute. Yeah, those are really cute shows for the little ones. In fact, um, my son actually watched Dinosaur Train for quite a while. Um, he doesn't watch it so much anymore, but he, he's 10 now, but he watched it for quite a while. And that's kind of a preschool show, too. And he really liked that show for a long time. Jack, too. Yeah, and Curious George, too. That one's super cute, too. Jack still watches Curious George sometimes. Yeah, love that. You know what? The science, science is just science. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really have an age on it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's see. And then I have a YouTube channel called Hard Science. And this is one of those shows that um, is so well produced. I love the the, the camera, the, the editing on it. It just It's just like nice to look at. I love the way that it's so well produced. But it's not always kid-friendly, so always screen, because sometimes they have topics that are not necessarily kid-friendly. So I recommend checking that out first. And they, out, they have outtake videos, too, which are hysterical. <laughs> they have one about where they talked about electricity and they were, they were zapping each other. with They were electrocuting each other with electricity. <laughs> <laughs> the outtakes are hysterical. <laughs> and they, like, they had, like, like, wires to their face. <laughs> and they're zapping. This is actually in the show. They zapped, them, zapped each other. But um, they have the, <laughs> the outtakes are, are really funny. Okay, you do not want to show a 16-year-old that. <laughs> <laughs> but they talk about electricity, and they do, you know, they have, let's see, they have, uh, t- uh, there's actually quite a few, and now that I'm scrolling through here, there's quite a few adult topics in here. But there's, uh, let's see, amplifying bubbles with fire fog, fire and fog, and uh, sc- skipping over all the adult topics here. Cooking with robots, that sounds interesting. <laughs> um <laughs> 
So anyway, there's a bunch of science topics on there, and the the videos are very well made, and the 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 hosts are really likable. I really like the hosts on that show. And then the Sci Show, because we love the Vlog Brothers. I know we've yes. talked about them many times on this show. Um, refresh my memory on which one does Sci Show. Sci Show is Dawn. Hank. It's Hank. Hank and John is the other guy, right? Hank Green. Yes. Hank Green. Oh, they're Hank. awesome. Yes. Love absolutely them. Love. Hysterical. And they've recently come up with SciShow Kids, which is yes. not Hank, which is sad because it's a different person. They can't <laughs> all be Hank. I know. But I love SciShow because it's Hank. But SciShow Kids is actually really, really, really good, too. So I, I highly recommend to go check out SciShow. He's super funny. He talks really, really fast. Does. <laughs> and there's so much to learn in his shows. So uh, SciShow and SciShow Kids on YouTube. I highly recommend. Speaking of the um, Hank and John Green, they also have another channel on YouTube that is called Crash Course, which is an amazing channel that covers an amazing amount of um, topics. But the ones that we're going to talk about for this episode are Astronomy with Phil Platt, not hosted by John or Hank Green, Hank Green with Anatomy and Physiology. And then you have, well, I mean, if you count psychology as a science, it's kind of one of those soft sciences. Hank Green does psychology. Hank Green does chemistry. And then they have a brand new physics channel. And I can't find the name of the woman who hosts it. And I apologize (laughs) for that. Um, But they have a brand new physics channel as well. So Crash Course um, is going to cover several of your sciences. And while we're on the topic, they also have some great history videos, too. They have amazing um, graphics. Um, they do talk fast, but um, they they do it so well. It is super engaging, a great amount of information. And, um, well, it's John and Hank Green, so what's not to like? I know, right? Yeah, And Phil Platt, really the bad awesome. astronomer. Love them. Love him, too. Uh, we did mention Bill Nye the Science Guy um, earlier, but I wanted to mention that there are only 33 episodes of Bill Nye the Science Guy on Netflix. So not every episode is available. It is a collection, I think, of um, a variety of his episodes that are available. So Bill Nye the Science Guy on Netflix. Check that out. So he's an interesting because you can find things on YouTube of Bill Nye sometimes, and then the next thing you know, it's off YouTube. So it's because yeah. Disney owns him now. So Disney, yeah. T- yeah, doesn't want that kind of stuff out there. Yeah. So um, a one of a really great resource is um, run by a friend, uh, one of the coolest homeschoolers, Meg Burns, <laughs> and that is yes. she's awesome. Love and Meg. That is, yeah. That is Secular Homeschooling with Netflix and other media. It's a Facebook group. It is huge. And so any topic that you are interested in, it's not just for science, any topic you're interested in, or if you want to know if something's secular or what age range, that is the group to ask it in. It's just a super resource. Definitely. Yeah. And then a resource every single homeschooler should know about, and that is the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. They have a whole series of science uh, videos that are DVDs. And these DVDs, so you get online and you pick out the ones that you want. They are all free of charge, and they will even send them to you with no postage. Mm -hmm. And you get them in five days to a week. It's just absolutely fantastic and then you can sign up for their newsletter and they send you cool cutting-edge science that is happening wow. 
and now, yeah, it's a really, um, I don't know where they get their funding from. Maybe Howard Hughes left them a bunch of money and they invested it well, but they were very generous and they have a mission about um, getting good science out there. Right. Uh, and yeah. Excellent. My son came running in after I was done and told me, you got to add popular mechanics for kids. So I just <laughs> have to add <laughs> at the bottom of this list. Well, actually, this isn't the bottom because there's a whole lot more on the show notes. Um, I must mention, and I'm glad he reminded me because I did need to put it on the list. Popular mechanics for kids. And I know, Becky, you've, you guys have watched this one, right? Yes, we have. Have, have you seen this one, Blair? I have never heard of it. It's old. It's an old show. The The kids on the show are actually all grown up now. <laughs> but it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can watch all the videos on Amazon Prime. And um, it is, it's got all kinds of stuff on it. Um, like they talk about, they talk about the science of roller coasters and stuff like that, don't they? And Oh, yeah. They talk about the wheels. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, so they talk about like all about like why the roller coaster looks how, the way it is, why it has the wheels and where it is, and oh yes, the history of them. Oh yes, and um, they do things like flushing a ping pong ball down the toilet to see where it goes and following it, and um, the uh, just uh, tons of stuff they do. What crazy, a great idea! Messy stuff, <laughs> and and the kids that do it are really likable and funny. It's all done with humor, and there's just I mean there's stuff with construction vehicles, and always somebody's getting into trouble, and then of course there's like a, a, a one stupid adult that's always doing dumb things, and and he's like the comic relief of the show and yeah it's really cute it's a really cute show it's from I think the I want to say the late 90s it says first episode date was 97 so the final one was 2001 so so yeah late 90s early 2000s um so it's a pretty old show but it's still really awesome to watch my kids have seen like every single episode and uh they cover so many different topics on that show and it's done in such a fun way and they cover like tons of like they'll kind of group it into a theme for each show so you can watch like a whole show about um let's see on the amazon page it was talking about some of the themes this one is all about gators and dragons and then they have radical rockets and slither and slime <laughs> there's the rip roaring ro roller coaster the whole episode about roller coasters so and super sea creatures and extreme sports so they, yeah, it's it's really cool. They they do a really good job of making science type stuff really funny and fun. So I recommend that show as well. And if you have Amazon Prime, you can go and watch it for oh, free. What age range is that for? I would say middle school, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's a middle school. But I would, I mean, even my Maven in is in, is in high school now, and uh, she, I guarantee she'd watch it again because it's so physics, chemistry, mm -hmm. and what what sort of stuff. Uh, physics and chemistry for sure. I would say heavy on physics and chemistry. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there's some biology in there too. They talk, they had, cool. they talk about it, some animals and, um, yeah, I would say a little bit of most everything. I mean, they've got, they've even got some space stuff in there and, um, yeah. All right. And the last thing we're going to talk about is Pinterest boards. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I don't know if we were trying to do that in sync or not, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I'm going to really quickly mention my Pinterest board because I have a homeschool science board, but it is fairly anemic. It really needs some help. So um, there's a few good things on there. Definitely the frog dissection project is on there. And um, I actually just added the how tunes to it. And um, there's a few things there, but my personal homeschool science board is kind of anemic. I will be the first to admit. So Tina, how's yours? <laughs> I have lots of stuff on mine, and they are primarily individual projects, although I do have uh, links to websites, like like general websites, like I have FL, IFL Science on there, and I have a link to like the lesson plans with Cosmos and stuff, um, but I have a lot of experiments, osmosis, and like whatever the topics were that we were trying to learn about, I went and I, I always pinned everything that I was looking at. I have tons. Or when I was on there and I saw something that looked cool that I want to try another day. Yeah. So I have tons and tons of, of um, blog posts, basically, with activities. So any, pretty much almost any science topic you can imagine is, is on there. And I have, I don't know, how many, how, where's the number for how many and, oh, here, yeah, 142. Wow. Oh, my goodness, that's a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I have biology of bread. I mean, there's some cool stuff on here. So, And I have all the Magic School Bus um, re- teaching resources links on here at some point or another. I've got. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I got lots and lots of cool stuff. And I'm always adding more stuff. Whenever I see cool stuff and I don't want to lose it, I pin it to my board. And actually, if you go to my Pinterest account, and I'm Tina Mama, which is M-A-M-A on Pinterest. If you want to go search for me and look for my boards, I have tons of homeschool boards and I, I pin stuff. Not all the time. But when I do, I usually tend to do it in like big batches. Yes. <laughs> so when I'm like I'm researching something, I'll pin like, you know, 30 pins in one sitting and because that's what I'm trying to find information on. And so I fill up my boards pretty quickly and I just added some new boards actually that are really, um, really sparse right now, but um, I will be filling them up pretty soon. So I, I just discovered some articles as anybody who's following my homeschool realm, Facebook page saw that I got excited about all this homeschooling with star Trek blog posts that I found recently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually so have that pin too from a while back. It was amazing. <laughs> there's like, uh, there's a ton. I have a whole board full of the resource. The well, actually, like five of them I think came from one website. But there's like three or four different websites that have blog posts that are actually worth reading because there's more, but not all of them actually have good info in them um, about homeschooling with Star Trek. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I knew about homeschooling with Doctor Who, but I never thought about doing it with Star Trek. So I had to make a Star Trek homeschooling Star Trek board. And then, of course, I never made a homeschooling with Doctor Who board. So I had to make one of those. And then I was like, oh, I need a homeschooling with Star Wars board because they have those as well. And and so I added that recently and and homeschooling with Minecraft because for some reason I never had one of those. So those are the boards that I just recently added that I'm still creating. And I put them way up top so that people could see them. But so here's my question. Yes. Can you can can another page link to your boards you can link to them yes so we're gonna list you on c on c homeschoolers okay we've got i don't do it but one of the moderators is like a crazy pinterest person like (laughs) you are (laughs) and she took that job she's awesome 
Yeah, well, awesome. it's a great way to save because re- you know you see really cool resources all the time on the internet, and there's got to be a way to save it all, and that's why that's why I save them. I save them on my Pinterest board, and then other people can re- you know benefit from it as well. That's why Pinterest exists. Exactly. So I do that, and you know I do that. I I also do I also use my Homeschool Realm Facebook page for that. Whenever I see something really cool, I don't want to forget. I'll put it up on there. So the bad bad part there is if I don't go back and look at it later, I have to scroll to find them again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do the stupidest thing. I save them to favorites. My favorites. Oh, have I was just gonna say that's probably I can never find anything. <laughs> no. That's why Pinterest is cool because you can sort them by topic. Exactly. That's why I love it. I'm like really angry okay doing that. Are you Tina at Mamas? No, Tina Mama. It's just T I N A M A M A. Okay. So it's Pinterest.com. See, she's already on it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and it says, so when you was... bring it up, it says Tina's Realm. Cool. Yeah. So oh, I was okay. going to say the reason that my homeschool board is so anemic is oh, because right. I spend all of my time pinning, pinning things to the Pandia Press uh, boards. Yes. Um, 99% of the time when I'm logged into Pinterest, it's I'm logged into Pandia Press. So, um, Uh, I have boards built for all of the um, Real Science Odyssey um, programs, Biology and Life Science, Biology 2, Chemistry, Physics, and Earth and Space. And what I have done there is I have tried to find um, science experiments and science information that will enrich um, what you're already doing with Real Science Odyssey. Um, I like to think of it as if you have a kid that just went crazy over a specific lab, I'd like you to be able to go to that Pinterest board and find more things to do that have the same thing to do with that lab. So maybe you can stretch that lesson out a little more and go a little more in depth with a kid who's really super into it. So I would really love it if you guys would check those out there on the links are going to be in the show notes and on um, Pinterest. We are just Pandia Press, pretty mm-hmm. easy to find, one word. And like I said, there's a board for each um, of the curriculums. And uh, let's see, I am just happened to open up the biology and life science. There's 88 pins in there. I've got 73 for Earth and Space, um, 65 for Biology 2. I'm still working on physics, obviously. We just started that one, so I only have tw- 20 pins in that one. But definitely check it out um, because... Um, I work hard on those. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else we need to talk about? No, but there's so many more on the show notes. So make sure you guys go check out the show notes. <laughs> and we'll say it again. SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 62. And so many links. And like. in fact, as it, we'll probably find more after we after we stop recording and we'll just add them to the show notes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, cool. And I'll bet you get people sending show notes into you. Yes. yes. We love it when people leave us comments with stuff that they use and stuff that yeah. they're interested in. That's like one of our favorite things. Yeah. If you have, if you have a secular homeschool science or just science a resource that you'd like, you think would belongs on this list, just stick it in the, um, comments on that on that web page and then we can check it out and see if we want to add it excellent well yes. thank you awesome. so much for joining us today Blair this yes. has oh been my gosh, Blair. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> very last minute it's like hey can you do it can you do it now okay great this is awesome <laughs> yeah it was a good day this this turned out really great we really really appreciate it Blair oh, well, yes good. and we look forward to you coming back and telling us why neutral science isn't neutral yes we will see. yeah 
Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So speaking of books, which we talked about a little ways back, (laughs) (laughs) if you're planning on purchasing any of the books just mentioned from Amazon or Audible, please consider clicking through our affiliate links in the sidebar of our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. We have links to Audible, Amazon, Discount School Supply, Kerclick, and more. It won't cost you anything, and it helps support the show. Awesome. So now we'd like to do some listener recognition because as we always say, we love to hear from you guys. Yes. Um, So our first listener recognition today is we got an email from Allison who says, hi, Tina and Becky. First of all, I have to say thank you so much for taking the time to create and sustain the podcast. I've learned so much and built up my confidence towards homeschooling and parenting in general. I wish I could hug you both. Aww, Aww. that's so sweet. That is sweet. So I'm wondering if you could help me with this issue I've been having. My husband and I will be putting our, pulling our son out of public school and begin homeschooling in July or August of 2017. He'll begin homeschooling for fifth grade. I have already decided on curriculum for all of our subjects, mostly classical and philosophy, but I keep hitting a bump when it gets to language arts. I have no worries about being able to teach my son grammar and sentence structure. I have a bachelor's degree and have written many a formal essay. I also write a blog about homesteading and building our home. Homefarm.org, by the way, is her. Oh, home-farm. .org is the website she's referring to. Anyway, I really love Brave Writer, but I'm unsure if we should spend that kind of money at this point. I could use a couple of books that were mentioned in The Well-Trained Mind, such as Wordsmith and Basic Skills, Language Arts, Better Sentence Structure Through Diagramming, but using multiple books seems like it could be quite time-consuming, and one or more of the books could get lost along the wayside. So for my first year of homeschooling a reluctant writer, what would you recommend? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Well, let's see. The first thing that comes to mind, in I, I actually don't really use curriculum, so I know Becky will be better at giving language arts curriculum uh, advice. But first thing that came to mind for me for Brave Writer was that I'm actually on the Brave Writer Facebook group. And I'm trying to, I'm going to look for the, the link. And there's a lot of stuff that's free. The, um, uh, the is it the page? I'm going to look for the links. I'm not going to distract myself right now but I'm gonna look for the links I'm gonna put it in the show notes for you um because I know this has been discussed on the uh, it's either the group or the page or somewhere I'll find it and put it in the show notes for you um that you don't have to buy all of the curriculum um to benefit from Julie and Brave Rider there's uh, free and cheap ways of benefiting from Julie and um there's they discuss it on on the group, on the page, whatever it is that I can't remember right now, which I'm going to give you the link to (laughs) once I find it. And also go to uh, Julie's catch page for Periscope and watch her videos. And I'm going to put that link in the show notes too, but I can tell you right now it is catch dot. Is it me? I think they're dot me, aren't they? Yeah. They're catch dot me forward slash brave writer. I'm going to look that up right now to make sure I'm right. Did you find it? She's, no, it is catch, oh, okay. K-A-T-C-H yeah. dot me. Yeah. Yes, K-A-T-C-H dot me dot uh, forward slash Brave Writer. And go watch, just go watch all her videos. And yes. that alone will teach you a bajillion things about what to do for language arts. Like you're seriously going to get a wealth of knowledge about language arts for actually not just language arts, homeschooling in general. She's an amazing mm-hmm. person. And Brave Writer is not just a language arts curriculum. It's a lifestyle. 
So yes. you can learn so much from Julie. You don't have to buy all her stuff, although I recommend it from what I've heard. I, I actually own a couple of her things, which I haven't found the time to use yet. I'm sad to say, <laughs> but I am going to. Um, also, I will say it in this episode, um, some of her stuff you can get on uh, sale at Homeschool Buyers Co-op. So go check out, um, I don't know if they're always on sale or not, but go check out the Homeschool Buyers Co-op and see if any of them are on sale there. Um, not all of her stuff and not her classes, but some of her books are on sale at Homeschool Buyers Co-op. So you can buy some stuff on sale. And when I bought mine, they were 50% off. I don't know if they still are or not, but you can check that out as well. Um, but that's what I would recommend is go check out the links that I'm going to put in the show notes for you um, for Julie and go watch all those videos. So that's what I have to say. What do you have to say about language arts? Okay, so for language arts, I actually, you're talking about using multiple books, and I actually juggle three, well, four language arts curriculums in my house, but three of them specifically for my son. And the reason is because his um, expressive language and reading isn't caught up to his dead language that he understands. So I, I know that sounds really confusing, but I'll make it all make sense here in a second. So I, <laughs> I use Moving Beyond the Page for language arts, and what I use Moving Beyond the Page for is to get him excited about books. As I said, we just finished reading Charlotte's Web. So Moving Beyond the Page I use for um, story structure and learning about the grammar stuff, like, um, you know, we just learned about contractions and the difference between reality and fantasy writing and um, uh, picking out character traits and that kind of thing. So that's one section of the language arts that I use. And then I use um, all about learning. I use they're all about reading and they're all about spelling. And that's a separate for Jack because he is behind in reading and definitely in spelling. And so um, those are separate reading curriculums that I use. You're talking about, though, um, looking for something for the reluctant writer. And unfortunately, I still have two incredibly reluctant writers <laughs> and I still have yet to find the magic key to make them not reluctant writers anymore. Yeah. I have... I have Brave Writer, The Writer's Jungle. I just have not had a chance like you to, to really crack it open and get into it because my life has been busy. Yep. And, but it is on my to-do list um, and I hopefully will get it started soon because life has calmed down a tiny bit, knock on wood. <laughs> uh, every time I say that, something happens. So oh, I know, right? I shouldn't say that too loud. Um, we can always read it over the summer and get started on our... <laughs> Exactly. That's my thought process, too. Yeah. So what I'm going to say is, listeners, what have you done for your reluctant writers? What yeah. have you found that works for them? Um, share some um, ideas with us because we would love to hear about it. You are welcome to leave a comment on the show notes for this show, Savvy Homeschool Moms forward slash 62. You can stop by our website, leave us a voicemail. You can drop us a note on Facebook. You can send us a carrier pigeon. Anyway, <laughs> just let us know what you think. And definitely, um, Allison, if we hear anything from any of our listeners, we will let you know in the next episode. Yes. So hopefully that will help you. Yes. And thank you so much for emailing us. Yes. We really appreciate it. So our next listener feedback we received was from Brittany. Um, and she had to say, uh, thank you so much for your podcast and the curriculum you recommend. Most of the people in our homeschool co-op use My Father's World, and it just isn't working for my little lady. She's gifted, and these grade-level packages just don't fit her development in the different areas. I'm very excited about Brave Writers. Jot it down. Oh, there's Brave Writer again. <laughs> and the moving beyond the page. I think we are going to combine it with all about reading. Oh, there's that again. And some math for a very personalized curriculum then she can be learning science 
science and history that excite her, and I can find quality literature to teach it without spending so much time on Pinterest trying to piece things <laughs> together. I hear that. Keep the curriculum interviews coming, please. I'm learning so much. Oh, Yay! thank you so much, Brittany. That's so nice to hear. I really appreciate. We really appreciate that. Yes, Love hearing too. that. Definitely. Thank you, Brittany. Yes. And so now we have a, a review that was left on iTunes by Violet Lamb. Um, it says, this is my favorite podcast. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Truth be told, I don't even homeschool yet. My daughter is only two. But wait, I love to listen to podcasts and I thought I'd see what was out there about homeschooling. That was about three months ago. I have now binge listened to all the episodes and I can't wait for more. <laughs> I love it. Nothing like preparing. Yeah, right. Um, Tina and Becky do such a great job of being informative, fun, and engaging. I'm learning so much about homeschooling. I take notes. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Violet Lamb. We appreciate that. Yes. That was Glad really that we can help you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> That's so cool to hear. Love it. And when your two-year-old is old enough to homeschool, let us know. We'll interview for the day in the life. Yeah. That's a, always a possibility. And uh, you guys who haven't had a chance to... Uh, give us a review yet we would love to hear from you too we love those reviews yep like bits of chocolate <laughs> all right and now for the giveaway yay! yay we are partnering with pendaya press to give you our listeners a chance to win one real science odyssey book of your choice with the exception of biology too Visit our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 62 and enter via the Rafflecopter widget. Good luck! Yay! So was that everything we wanted to talk about today? Yes, I believe it was. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. For links to resources shared in this episode and a few notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com and you can find the show notes specific to this episode at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 62. And while you're on our site, you can drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests. And you can enter the giveaway for friends with us. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Okay, what's my Oh, yeah, I'm Tina. <laughs> You're Tina. Okay, okay. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're the Savvy. <laughs> no, I started way before you did. You took way too long of a breath. <laughs> Hush now. I can hear you laughing over there. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And we're and the, we're the we're savvy the... homeschool moms. <laughs> what in the world did you say? <laughs> I said I, I was like, that's not savvy. Is that okay? Let's try again. I was distracted. I don't know. <laughs> did you hear Adam? No. He said, do you want me in tears and do it for you? I'm tearing. I'm Adam. There, the Savvy Homeschool. Hold on, they're gonna. They want to be I'm Kieran. I'm Adam. And we're the Savvy Homeschool <laughs> family. <laughs> 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 Except for Biology 2, so listen later on in the show for our. All of. Oh, we go. Anyway, I really love Brave Writer. Writer. <laughs> 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 Driver. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we say potato, I say potato, we say chia, you say padaya. <laughs> <laughs>